0: Oh. Albuquerque's macro aggression Eddie Aragon the rock of talk
1: this Wednesday afternoon, Hump Day. I'm Eddie on The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 is the number to call. You can watch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, podcasting on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and apping on Rock of TV and rockoftalk.com. And don't forget to subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Uh, finally got caught up on all the uh, blowouts on that, which of course is every show since last... Wednesday, putting all that information out there, getting caught up and really, I mean, kicking off the uh, new year. For those of you who are able to watch, we appreciate everybody who tunes in. It was a record banner month and uh, really banner year because we were uh, had all of our broadcasts directly on the rockoftalk.tv. And you just heard there at the top of the hour news, Rand Paul leaving. We established all our own social media. Our social media is rockoftalk.chat. That's where we go. That's what we do. That's where we put all of our information you guys can interact uh, directly. There's no censorship, and that's the way it is. Uh, and I, I gotta say, for those of you who've been doing so well, if you can't, you know, afford twenty cents a day, I don't know what to say to you. Uh, you know, this is uh, information that is put together, uh, not just myself, but Dowd, and uh, we do it uh, for you each and every day, including the blasts and all the shows and uh, all the downloads, uh, which of course, our entirety of our show, both audio and visually, is available there each and every day. Lots to get to good news. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we stop in the entire hour, I'm going to spend on COVID. I do want to relay a quick message, uh, from my broadcasting partner, uh, most days, but not yesterday. And now today, uh, D David Muska would like to say a message to all of you. Thanks for all your thoughts, wishes, prayers, etc. He is feeling better and plan to be in the studio and talking tomorrow. So that's good news. Uh, Godspeed, uh, D David Muska. I hope that uh, you are here and, uh, He um, almost was concussed. So he's trying to do his uh, very best to get back into the full swing of things. It's a tough kind of start to the year for so many. We told you, I told you, I said, be prepared. Here's what's going to end up happening. There's going to be this thrust of the Omicron variant. This is what they're going to do. You know, there's really, and I was watching Dr. Yeadon. I was looking at a 20 minute video last night between the original variant, right? COVID-19 going all the way down to the Omicron variant, and he's recommending, highly recommending, as we've been continuing to listen, is that you don't take the vaccine, okay? Because now you're seeing like 90, 95% of the infections that are happening with Omicron are people who are having breakthrough cases, which means that they're fully boosted, fully vaxxed, and why am I getting the Omicron? And then you hear Joe Biden put out and peddle some nonsense about, well, you know, the unvaccinated Once they get infected with the Omicron, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse. Well, we're going to dispel all this stuff in the first hour because, you know, this is something that we're focused on. It's this collective psychosis that's happening. This uh, mass, I don't know how to really characterize it better than uh, Dr. Malone in the way that he did, uh, but there's this mass psychosis that is, you know, so pervasive and has put us into a trance. I think that's the best word that we can do because we're focused on this every single day. So we have to battle back the dissenters, the people who chose not to take the vaccine. uh, I think there's a level of vindication here uh, that we'll also address uh, here during this first hour. You know, Joe Biden is attacking the unvaccinated. Get your vaccinations. like What is the haste? Why do you want us to, you know, why are you pushing so hard on the vaccinations? And uh, back in that 20 minute video, which I will likely share tomorrow, probably during our third hour, to wrap things up. And you'll want to tune in uh, for that. Dr. Yeadon, remember, the uh, head vice president or whatever he was of epidemiology over at Pfizer, said something that was earth-shattering. He said there's something much more sinister here, something that you must pay attention to because there is no other reason that these governments want, just like Dr. Malone said, that these governments want to inject you. Vaccine passports, masking, all the stuff it has entirely to do with totalitarianism in a one-world government. In fact, what he predicts, as you'll hear tomorrow, he predicts a mass extinction event or an extinction-level event, ELE. And uh, it's going to be a tough to get through that, but uh, no doubt we will certainly do that. Uh, we want to say congratulations to Novak Djokovic, uh, no joke, he was kicked out of Australia. He was allowed to be in the Australian Open, heading down to go, to go do it, 20-time major champion, winning as tennis player of all time. At least we know he's not going to drop dead because he decided not to take the vaccine. He had received a medical exemption to get around a ban on the unvaccinated travelers before the government's authorities stepped in and said, nope, kept him there for 12 hours and then kicked him back out. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Australian Open was going to keep him in and... The country of Australia kept him out while they locked him down for 12 hours and then said, You need to go ahead and leave. A spokesperson for Australia's health minister, Greg Hunt, confirmed that Djokovic would not be allowed to enter the country. Djokovic and his team had been held at the Melbourne airport for more than six hours by the Australian border force when he was informed that he needed to leave immediately. Dr. Mr. Djokovic failed to provide appropriate evidence to meet the entry requirements to Australia. I can tell you one place I'll never be in my lifetime. That's going to be Australia. I may never go to Europe. I may never go any of these places, and I'm quite okay with all of that. So uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, We'll see what happens with uh, how all of this plays out. But I told you how this was all going to play out over at Sandia National Labs. I told you how this was going to play out at Los Alamos National Labs. And yes, on the heels of all of this today, you might remember the lawsuit that was prepared by uh, Anna Gardner with a number of... Sandia National Labs employees behind her and very angry. You might remember that we did a town hall. You guys made fun of me because I was the unvaccinated It's Of course not, you know, and who's coming out ahead right now. That would be me, right? I'm unvaccinated, right? Chose not to get the vaccination. I don't have to do what they tell me to do and say mighty body, my choice. We can talk about all that. We did our town hall just a couple of weeks prior to the election and we addressed what was happening. These people were scared within an inch of their jobs because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, they get to keep their jobs. That is right. Uh, This released by the conservative New Mexican just a few minutes ago, ahead of everything and the best writing uh, in the business is the conservative New Mexican, Nick Wilbur doing a good job over there. Sandia National Laboratories announced Wednesday it is pausing enforcement of President Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for federal contractors. If you are jumping up and down in your car, in your seat, wherever you happen to be today, this is a big celebration. So this is the heels of a lawsuit filed against Sandia on behalf of hundreds of unvaccinated workers facing termination this month for refusing to get vaccinated. Pretty darn exciting. This was released uh, by uh, KOB Channel 4. It said hundreds of employees filed a lawsuit in Texas last week. It follows a warning from San Diego's director that anyone who does not receive a second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine by January 4th maybe like, oh, well, today's January 5th, and they couldn't let go of those people, and they're forcing them to go to work. Can you imagine these poor people trying to live? Uh, maybe they can finally celebrate Christmas because they didn't think that they were going to have enough money to celebrate uh, Christmas because they didn't know that they were going to be out of a job. These are people who have to think about a future. Everywhere they go, they're like, well, in order to get this job. And, and just to reiterate, like I did yesterday, massive number of people decided to go ahead and quit their jobs. Four million in November. Why? Well, I think we have it right here. Because their jobs were being threatened. And they're like, before you make me take that vaccination and I don't know what's in it, I'm going to go ahead and back out and say, I'm going to quit my job. My body, my choice. Now, Sandia's policy reversal makes no mention of the specific lawsuit itself. According to the Conservative Mexican, he states, the writing has been on the wall for months as courts across the country have struck down various aspects of the mandate. We've continually heard it. The pitter-patter of the failing Biden administration and an attempt to go ahead and constrain, we'll get that in, into the next segment, what works, what doesn't. The executive order requiring a vaccine mandate for federal contractors is still being litigated in the appellate courts. And Sandia is pausing. Enforcement of the mandate. Now, I have to ask if you happen to have gotten your jab, your vax, what does this do to you for the next booster, for booster 15 or booster 30? I don't think that these guys get the next boosters for any of this stuff going around, especially with what we're hearing with regard to the Omicron. The Omicron is telling us what? Well, it's going to be a breakthrough, punch through. I'm going to get infected with coronavirus anyway. People are being forced to stay home, schools are shutting down. We'll get to Chicago a little bit later. The teaching union is on strike, and they're saying, we're not going back because we fear the coronavirus. This whole hysteria has been created, and the public sector employees, government employees, have eaten it up and leveraged because, honestly, I don't really think that they're that scared of it. I honestly just think they're lazy. Yeah, I said it. You're lazy. Checking in at 8, leaving at 5, heading home, getting a six-pack who's actually going to work anymore? Where is the work? What's happening Well, people are leaving? The gig economy, or hey, find whatever job that you wanna go ahead and get. Inflation through the roof, 6.8%. There's so many things to contend with. And these guys, despite their best efforts are gonna be let go after 15, 20, 25, 30 years on the job because they don't wanna get another injection. Back in December, they blocked the vaccine mandate for federal workers. Earlier this week, the federal judge blocked the mandate for Head Start employees. You saw that. A very, uh, very big uh, public sector uh, endeavor, non-profit endeavor within the state of New Mexico. Two days ago, a judge issued an injunction that prevents the Department of Defense from punishing U.S. Navy members who refuse the COVID vaccines. I'll talk about that next. And then the Supreme Court will hear arguments on two aspects of the mandate, one affecting businesses with 100 or more employees, the other on a rule affecting employees. Now, I want to say one thing. Based upon this, I will only be voting for a gubernatorial candidate who is unvaxxed, who had the balls, who had the stones, who had the ganas to go ahead and stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to hold out. I'm not getting this vaccine because if he's willing to go ahead and do that for himself, he can make a good decision on his own and I'll outline who's got the vax, where they got it and why you should not vote for them as well. Now, Sandia told employees before Christmas that it was moving forward. Of course, uh, you know, lay, uh, layoffs before Christmas. Here it is, Chuck. Your final check. Moving forward with a vaccine requirement as a condition of employment. All those years, all that overtime, all the things that I've done, and you want to get rid of me because you can't inject me with liquid? No, hell no. Don't touch me. This is, <laughs> to maintain a safe on-site working environment, the announcement states that Sandia will continue. Remember, this is a pause. Weekly testing of the unvaccinated. Sort of like the cohorting that's now going on in the Albuquerque public schools and what they want to do over at the Catholic schools and various other places. You're the unvaccinated over there, like, you know, gonna, there's going to be a, a, a German soldier in front of us painting a giant, uh, you know, a paintbrush across our chest of whether or not we pass or fail. Unvaccinated over there. Vaccinated over here. Vaccinated and infected over there. We take trains to Auschwitz. Because the legal proceedings related to the executive order vaccine have been expedited, it is important to understand that if the order is reinstated, the mandate would apply and will be immediately enforced for all employees. They're not out of the woods yet. But how does this change the momentum? If you're a Sandia National Labs employee, how does this correct itself? The momentum now starts going to all the people who are now reading learning, who have been impacted, infected. I have a friend, she's a tester for one of the labs here. They've seen a massive number of tests. Why do they see a massive number of tests? Because they're being required by every government organization. Every employee of those government organizations is having to take those tests. Businesses with more than 100 employees are forcing them to do it. If you don't want to get the mandate, that's why. And, of course, if you get more tests, you're going to get more infections. We know that there's a PCR fail rate in the midst of all this. That 35-cycle threshold, we're not even looking at that because this is spinning so quickly. Back to Dr. Yeadon and Dr. Malone, this is about totalitarianism, ladies and gentlemen. You know that it is. There is no other good reason for this. You're not afraid of getting infected with the Omicron virus of COVID-19 any more than you are and getting in your car and driving home and thinking you're going to make it home. It is not dangerous we're going to cover that when we return right here in the kiva am 1600 kivabq.fm rockoftalk.com amazing grace personal care services is companion care at a reasonable rate including mobile assistance meal preparation household services cognitive assistance and support services and more 505-796-4900 that's 505-796-4900
2: We love our pets. Raw Greens carry CBD for pets. Raw Greens also carries CBD for
3: people like you and me. Come into Raw Greens today. We're Raw Greens, your local joint on San Mateo, North of Menal. or visit us online at cbd.theplaceilike.com.
2: Friends ask me what my recommendations
4: are. I just say theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com, wow, is great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Theplaceilike.com. Wow,
1: breakfast, at theplaceilike.com.
3: This week can be your best week, the week when you get onto a better path with your money. Call
0: me, Tom Crow, at Crow Financial Advisors to give your nest egg the attention it deserves. 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com.
6: Are you fooling
7: yourself about your retirement savings? What return have you seen on your retirement funds in the last year? The last five? Now's the time to reach for new support to move toward your
2: goals. Call Tom Crow at 243-2281. At Revelco of New Mexico, we believe no vehicle should be stolen, period. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device is unlike any other. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how.
1: I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com.
3: Hey, Grandpa and Stella, we need to get back to work.
1: We are working,
0: Ava.
7: Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do.
0: Exactly, Stella.
7: Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile.
0: Behind the mask.
7: And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, Ava, we we want
2: to race. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work.
8: We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. I don't, don't know,
9: we won't find out until we grow.
7: Well, I don't know. Well, that's true. Cause you got me, and
10: baby, I got you.
7: I got you babe, I got you babe, they
9: say our love won't pay the rent, before it's earned our money is all been spent.
7: I guess that's so we don't have a pot, but at least I'm sure of all the things we got, babe.
6: I got
1: you. Baby. I got you. here in the a little Sonny and Cher. It was on this day, well, unfortunately, back in uh, 1998, that uh, Republican U.S. Representative, of course, Sonny Bono, died in a skiing accident in Nevada at the age of 62. He was a wonderful man, I mean, if you at least from some of the stuff that I've gone back and and looked, um, and I uh, remember the last appearance, if you go back and you look at the last time they performed that, it was on the David Letterman show. It was uh, Sunny and Cher, uh, like no other. And boy, she was an extraordinarily, extraordinarily beautiful woman. 550 if you guys want to go ahead and uh, jump in. I haven't checked the text yet. Uh, I want to kind of uh, go on the backs of what's happened at Sandia National Labs with the freeze of the uh, firings. And that's what it would be. It's not a layoff. It's not a termination. It's a firing. You're getting rid of people. Uh, not because of job performance, not just because you won't tell, just because they won't do what you tell them to do. People have a right to personal autonomy at some point. And uh, if you're going to threaten them with their jobs, their livelihood, that's just not the way to go. Well, it's not just that. It's actually the people who fight to defend this country. And one of the most anti-American things I can think of is forcing somebody to do something that they shouldn't have to do, right? First Amendment, why did the country of... United States get founded? Why did we go in this direction? How did we become such a great country? Founded another Judeo-Christian to celebrate our life and love for Jesus Christ. That's of course, we came here. We want to be persecuted. We're going to be told who to worship and what we can and what we can do by the crown. Why Are we on the you know precipice of perhaps establishing a, a new country? Maybe Texas looks pretty inviting. We certainly know that New Mexico is going to do everything it can to turn the screws on you and Well, we touched upon this just very briefly yesterday, but a judge suspended all working against, let's go, Brandon. The Navy's exemption process is by all accounts theater. According to a judge in a federal order, he ruled that yesterday. The Navy cannot force service members' religious objections to COVID-19 vaccines to take them so long as the exemption process remains by all accounts Theater. What he should have said is politics. This is a judge who, based upon the Constitution, and now the, hey, the science, right? Smart guy. Got his JD, went to school, now became a judge. People thought enough of him to elect him. Our nation asks the men and women in our military to serve, suffer, and sacrifice. We do not ask them to lay aside their citizenry and give up the very rights they have sworn to protect. Judge Reed O'Connor wrote in approving a preliminary injunction against the mandate. The federal mandate, affecting who? SEALs. And the Navy SEALs. 35 service members who sued, who got together. Said, we're not going to do it. We're the toughest, we're the best amongst us. Are you going to force us to get the jab? What do, you, what do you want us to get pericarditis, myocarditis? Well, the military claims the courts must wait for it to decide every religious exemption request. Well, guess what happened? Just like the San Diego National Labs, Los Alamos National Labs, we got rid of them anyway. 29 were already denied. They were on the docket to get let go. Judge stated the record is clear that each is predetermined. We're not even going to look at it. So the service members don't have to wait for the Navy to engage in the empty formality of the firings. So the Navy granted a religious exemption. Recipients would still be medically disqualified. And thus Barred from deployment, denied bonuses, incentive pay, promotion, and deprived of the very reason they chose to serve in the Navy in the first place, he continued. One hell of a judge. He cited testimony from some service members who were told they would lose their SEAL tridents. You ever met a SEAL, Nova SEAL? One of the best SEALs just died, by the way. They would lose their tridents. Even if you merely requested the exemption, you would lose your trident. Niners need not wait for the Navy to rubber stamp a constitutional violation before seeking relief in court, O'Connor continued. In addition to suspending the mandate for the service members who sued, he prohibited the military from taking any adverse action against the plaintiffs, retaliatory, that's what you consider that, on the basis of the plaintiff's request for the religious accommodation. Forcing a service member to choose between their faith and serving their country is abhorrent to the Constitution, the very foundation of this country, 246 years ago, and America's values. So the First Liberty Institute's Mike Berry is representing the plaintiffs, punishing seals or simply asking for religious accommodation is purely vindictive and punitive. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. It pays to fight back, to stand up for yourself. You've been forced into a decision that is against your own will. You are no longer in control of your own life. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how rich and comfortable you have. You do not own yourself. Those people who are out there, those people who have decided that they're going to fight back and push back, I'd rather be in that guy's shoes any day because those, in my opinion, are true Americans. 550-5500, I'll take your calls uh, momentarily. Let me read off a couple of your texts. And then, uh, wow, unbelievable. The COVID-19 image lends itself to being made into a perfectly visible passport or patch. Sinister as hell. Uh, People are dead set against the passports. PBS Channel had to play the January 6th riots in Washington. Yes, they did. I saw that. One-sided, of course, that's been on the last couple of nights. It's probably going to play on again tonight. The indoctrination continues. And tomorrow, if we have to listen to those whining Democrats, whine every year on January the 6th and do reruns that we Republicans need to do reruns on the radio and the television whenever we can about the riots that has gone on for the past couple of years. And did the Democrats have okayed and justified the burning and looting and the rioting? Maybe that's what we should do. We should do a lot of Black Lives Matter and see how Black Lives Matter has destroyed this country. My vote is for Greg Zanetti. There you go. You can do that. But he was told the Epoch Times said that the federal government is stopping any shipments of HCQ coming in from outside the country. I'll address that. And that is absolutely the case. The hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, okay? They're going to turn the screws on you, ladies and gentlemen, at a time when we need preventive medicine more than anything else. And in fact, we're going to visit the seven ways that the left has actually flipped on all this. They flipped totally on all these things because they know you have that flim-flam, you know, uh, every single time that you're cranking your mind through Netflix and all the jogging and programming that's going on with you. Absolutely ridiculous. Stay away. But we can bring fentanyl through to our porous southern borders. Yeah. Uh, Remember, fentanyl is uh, meant to kill. Karen Badoni, not jabbed. Ah, good one there. Greg Zanetti, not jabbed. See, there we go. Uh, great news on the pausing of the mandate, but a lot of people were forced to go ahead and get it before the news came out. Hey, why? Why didn't you stand up and fight? Why? Why, why don't you have the fortitude? You're that smart. You have that, you know, 140 IQ, a PhD. You're, I mean, I am actually faulting you for taking the jab now. So now they need to all get vaccinated and never needed to be. That's exactly right. Because what are we seeing with Omicron? There's a 0.3% of one 1% variant. From the COVID-19 original all the way to Omicron. That's the much the difference. You're going to hear that tomorrow night uh, during our six o'clock hour. Donald Trump's having me. Why I haven't entered to have dinner with President Trump? Well, he didn't stick up for the anti-vaxxers. He got vaxxed. He promoted the vax. As far as I'm concerned, not my guy right now. Okay? This is about us patriots. Where was he? Where was he on the vaccinations? Telling people to get vaccinated. NAS Formation. I'm not sure what that is. If you could explain that a little bit uh, more uh, in detail. I would love to hear more about that. 550 call you in the Kiva. Go ahead.
0: Hey guys, um, you know, I, I looked at this whole thing from the beginning. We've talked about it now for a while and you know, President Brandon and Michelle, Michelle, Wuhan, Grisham, they all, they, these individual people know all of our issues and needs and, you know, there's been tons and tons and tons of pushback. And these people that are, we're paying their paychecks have not listened to us at all. It's just a, a moot ear. They don't hear it at all. They're deaf to our needs and our concerns. And I'm glad that finally, in some, some cases, you're seeing this pushback enough where eventually it's I hope and pray that it makes change because we've lived under this so long and we all know the... The narrative: nothing's working. Masks don't work. Vaccines right. don't work. Right. It doesn't work. And so I hope that I hope that enough keep pushing back and making noise. And these are big sacrifices with these jobs. People pushing back. I, I hope that it 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 actually starts turning the tide.
1: And it turns out they didn't have to sacrifice anything. I appreciate you calling in, Chris. As always, we appreciate yep. your contributions. And uh, go visit his store. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Uh, yeah, I was just gonna go back to the what you were talking about with the teachers. Uh, well, a lot of them do want to just stay home. Yeah, uh, I personally know a couple who uh, one says he's a socialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty much sat home all summer, and he never had it better.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh, they love <laughs> it. He does not want to go back. He does not want to go
0: back. Hey, they don't care about the kids. Uh, not you know, I'm not saying all of them, but at least the ones I know, they
1: don't care about the kids. They. They want their little uh, gravy train, has right. you know? That's for that's for sure. You hit the nail on the head with that one. What's your name, Patriot? Uh Mario. Mario, Mario, Mario. How about you and I go yeah. out to a little Bryson Gray, let's go, Brandon, this little celebration for the SNL employees, the SEALs well, who still stood branded. up and for the rest of them uh, as well. Thanks everybody for listening. Back here in three minutes. You're, in the okay. you're not
11: gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Somebody gotta do it. Hey, let's go Brandon, I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon Hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon, when you ask questions, they start banning Hey, hey, let's go Brandon, Hey, hey, let's go Brandon, Hey, hey, let's, let's go Brandon I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon, ay. Hey, let's go Brandon, it. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon, You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon, Hey, let's go Brandon Hey, go brand it. hey, hey. said the the spread. It was lies. I remember how you wrote, but you haven't opened your eyes. These politicians are demons, just in disguise. Look at Kyrie Irving and Nicki Minaj. Look at Australia, that's what's coming next if we don't stand up. Stop complying with them, taking our rights, it's time to man up. Republicans open for red back laws, that's just what I can't trust. If you ever spot the VACs, then they gonna ban us. Hey, this is about control, everybody knows. Everyone complies, Where the kinds of pros. I don't need a plane, I just hit the road. I do what I want, I can sell my soul. Market about the crash, this is what you chose. Ruining the country, I've invested gold. You gonna take the mark, I take never rolls. I'm a man of God, I can never Let's fall. Go. I keep the
4: Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage, and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally, and you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today. On the net at IndigoMortgage.net or by calling 836 That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348.
2: The best time to protect your vehicle from being stolen is before it's too late. Unfortunately, Albuquerque and the surrounding area is among the highest in the nation for auto theft. Secure your vehicle today with Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com.
12: Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 65
0: Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com.
1: It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years, right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else.
5: Want the honesty, affordability and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family owned and operated since 1973 for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Bala, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703.
2: All right. Hi, everybody. It's time that we uh, put things together, starting
8: with the weather. Looks like the next couple of days, we're going to see plenty of sunshine tomorrow. They say 51 degrees. Listen, we didn't get too far from that right now. It's 48 degrees in Albuquerque. And I got to tell you, on the freeways, a little, uh, it's kind of tough. I-25 southbound at San Antonio had an accident, saw that moved over to the right shoulder. Up ahead, you're going to start pumping the brakes once again, right around Jefferson, San Mateo, right in that area. Uh, basically just a slow pattern, probably driving into the sunset, if it were my guests, And I got to tell you, the rest of the drive in Rio Rancho is still looking okay, except for the 528 northbound getting a little bit tentative right there at about Sarah on over to Southern. This, is this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe in Rio Rancho in Country Club Plaza, the best, cleanest salon you're going to find In all of Albuquerque, truly. They have taken all the precautionaries, and I got to tell you, when you go in there, you're going to get first-class service. At Salon Deluxe, they always treat you special. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All
1: right, Rudy's in the house. Thanks for keeping me company there, Rudy. So you're welcome to chime in as well as do all the weather and traffic uh, here live Wednesday through Friday. And we'll be getting back to a more regular schedule as uh, many of you are getting into a regular schedule as uh, well. Kind of crazy uh, the way that we've started out the year, we told you about the Omicron variant and how they were going to go ahead and play it up. And that's exactly what's happened. Uh, and by the way, you know, uh, remember, I used to just do a show by myself all the time. you Remember when I was doing a show like that's all. I forgot what it's like to do a show by myself, Rudy. And you know I kinda, I'm kind of like, uh, I, not that I don't miss doubt, but I'm kind of just as comfortable in, in weird ways, more comfortable, as, you know, just doing a show on my own. Is that is that bad? No. I OK. I just, I, was, I forgot, like, I don't know if it's the speed, you know, the rep, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I do like that, but I do miss, I do miss the Dowd 3000s. So, okay, so let's get to the Omicron, ask how this has played up. Many of you guys have uh, decided to go ahead and get vax boosted, uh, et cetera, etc. They said, oh, you're going to get less sick. And that's the propaganda that's being put out by uh, the federal government, especially Let's Go Brandon, by the way, a lot of uh, people compliment the fact that, uh, you know, we're putting that stuff uh, out there. But here's what happened in Houston. Very, uh, what is Houston, what the fourth most populous place?
3: Right, right area. up there. I think it's like New York, Los
1: Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, Phoenix, right? Those are like the yeah. top six metros, essentially. Uh, uh, Phoenix is getting overrun by liberals right now, uh, incidentally. I was just looking at some of the stuff and the housing prices year over year. Where do you think all that money is coming from? 32% year over year rise in house, next to impossible to buy a house right now. Really? So, oh yeah, 32% year over year. And that's all the people who are escaping California. We'll talk about the migration patterns maybe a little later on the week. Those have just come out by the moving companies. But in Houston, the Omicron caused more breakthrough cases than Alpha or Delta in the study. Now this was done over a period of about a month, okay? And they stated nearly half of the Omicron cases in the Houston hospital system were breakthrough cases, more than half. But overall, the new variant seems to be less severe, as we found in South Africa as well. Researchers studied the COVID cases at the Houston Methodist Healthcare System and identified 862 people with symptomatic Omicron infections from late November to December 18th. Of the patients with Omicron, 430 of them had been fully vaccinated. And researchers state that compared to patients with other variants, 9.9% of Omicron patients had received the COVID boosters. That's right, folks. It's not helping you. Researchers state the key findings include the fact that Omicron rapidly increases the cause of COVID-19 and spread throughout the metroplex in an unusually large short short period of time, far faster than any SARS-CoV-2 variant. Additionally, they stated that the Omicron caused more breakthrough cases than Alpha or Delta, and the patients were significantly younger than those of other variants. You're seeing that right now, right? A lot younger people. Was it designed that way? Are we going to be conspiracy theorists now and be proven right later? It feels that way. It's kind of crazy because the left has continued to flip the script on itself, right? They're hoping that uh, you sort of, your your mind turns to mush and you're not going to be able to remember what we told you last week or the week before. You don't know if you're coming going You don't know if you're going to listen to two minutes of news, five minutes of news. I really don't care. Give me another beer. Take me another hit of pot. I don't know. Does the government say it's okay? Yeah, then it's okay. It must must be right. The government and the government's run by a lot of people who are pretty cool, like Barack Obama. And let's go, Brandon. So here's where they have flipped and why you need to pay attention, because their stories are constantly changing. Right. The Democrats, the Democrats, they're liars. You might remember, I mean, one of those lies that isn't included here is remember they're going to have a federal mandate. That federal mandate would be what? Well, everybody has to. There's no excuse for not getting the vaccination. We want you to get it. We're going to penalize you. You work for the state. You work for the city. Work for the federal government. You are mandated. Over a, a company of over 100, you're mandated to get the vaccination. So here's where it gets really nutty. You're mandated to get the vaccination, yet we're finding that you're going to be infected anyway. Then we get to the questions about schooling. I'm going to show do about your schooling. You better be staying home. Right? That's all we heard in 2019, 20, or excuse me, 2020 and 2021. Don't go to school. The spread. We've got to go ahead and have in-person Zoom classes. No in-person classes. Half, half Zoom, half in-person. In well, they have fumbled this whole messaging now. Now they are demanding that people go to school. Our expectations for schools to be open full time for students and in-person learning. There's a level of urgency that we shouldn't lose around making sure that our children learn in person. What's driving that? The elections for 2022, they look at, you know, let's go Brandon's uh, polling numbers like where everybody cares about kids, right? The disapproval rating is high. Handling of the economy handling of the Omicron, handling of COVID, handling of international relations. You're looking at Afghanistan. Biden's approval rating is now at 44%, down from 46%. The latest sign for trouble, this is CNBC, by the way, so it's actually kind of generous. Comes as his administration looks to tackle a wide range of economic and political problems. The COVID excuse is no longer working. You can't blame Donald Trump for something that Essentially, you guys were pushing. Remember when they said, "Oh, no, you can't get the jab. We're going to have to wait until the jab is fully developed. Didn't Joe Biden Kamala, I'm not going to get the jab. I'm not going to get the jab. They were all talking about not getting the jab. Remember that? You remember that, right, Rudy? It's oh, jogging yeah. your memory. I see that. I see that.
8: And Kamala was really the leader of that whole thing. Uh, I too.
1: love the way you say that. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, uh, twice as bad as Cuomo, just not handsy like Cuomo. Mayor Eric Adams also signaled they would keep schools open. Nothing's going to shut us down, despite corporate media panic about the Omicron variant of the virus. All right. you Remember the uh, quarantine length, the amount of time that they were going to take during going to be mandatory 10 days. You need to stay home. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, uh, the airlines, we're back up in five days. We can't afford to print any more money. We can't afford to lose any more time. They shorten the quarantine time for people who test positive for COVID-19 from 10 to five days. Well, what gives here? <laughs> Not two weeks, now one week. How about testing positive? Remember when all the people who were testing positive because they didn't do something to protect themselves, to stop the spread? Remember the lights flashing over you, driving down the highway, stop the spread, get vaccinated, wear a mask. Oh, my God. You got COVID? That's because you weren't protecting yourself. You're irresponsible. Now now you got different types of, you know, liberal headlines that are coming up. Washington Post published an article on Thursday urging self-compassion for the vaccinated who were caught off guard by contracting the COVID-19. I know you got your shot, but it's, it's the fault of the unvaccinated. They just, they're just virus carriers. They won't die from it, but Huffington Post ran a similar article claiming that getting COVID isn't a shameful moral failure. No, so no more criticizing and shaming now. Where it's like, well, you got it, and at least, right? Hey, at least I didn't get as sick as I would have got because I got the boosters. No, yeah, I'm good. How about uh, hospitalizations now? Uh, we're counting, uh, We don't care how many people are infected. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Not one more infection. We had a record day. One million people infected with the coronavirus in one day. The hell's going on? Well, that doesn't matter. We don't care if it's a million, two million. Five. It matters how many people are in the hospital. Dr. Fauci led the way, joining on about raising COVID case numbers. He says, ah, that doesn't really matter. What really matters is the hospitalization data. Here's another one. How about uh, the masks and the mask mandates up north? The uh, liberal governor of the great state of Colorado, Jared Polis, right? He took issue with Michelle O'Hungersham. We're not going to go ahead and mask up. But let me say this on top of that. We're not going to do the mask mandate because the COVID-19 emergency is over. But let me tell you about this. You know, those who get sick, it's almost entirely their own damn fault, he said. He was speaking out against what is going on in New Mexico. I don't want to say that nobody will get the virus if they're vaccinated, but it's very rare. What are we finding with Omicron? Quite the opposite. Just to put it in perspective, of about the 1,400 people you said hospitalized, less than 200, 16% are vaccinated. We know that that is now a fallacy as well. The flip flopping Democrats. How about uh, the mandates? State by state, we're going to go ahead and have every single mandate, one state to the next. Right? Gretchen Whitmer, the evil witch of Michigan, said that she's not enacted statewide vaccine mandates due to staffing shortages. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> You mean the same people that you would have laid off because they didn't get the vaccinations or the staffing shortages? It's a problem for all of us that the federal government is pushing these on us. Biden officials now fear booster programs will limit global vaccine supply, so we don't want everybody to get the vaccination. Do you see how they constantly change? It's happening all the time. And every single thing, what you hear yesterday will not be what you hear tomorrow. 550-5500. Five fifty fifty five hundred. 5500 That's 550 50, 500. Rudy, let's check on weather and traffic very quickly. We'll take it to the top of the hour as well as I come to update people on what's happening in Sweden versus uh, everywhere else.
11: Okay, as we
8: put things together, starting with the weather, not too bad over the next couple of days. Overnight's always going to be right in the lower teens, but you know what? we got to take the good with the bad, and right now it's 51 degrees outside. As far as the drive, the worst hit right now seems to be Paseo del Norte, they're starting to crowd up there westbound from 2nd Street over to Coors Boulevard. Once that happens, it takes a little while to recover. So just, you know, buckle in, get ready for a little bit of extra time there. If you're coming out of uh, Rio Rancho, south on the uh, 528 as you come on to Coors Road from Ellison over to uh, about seven bar loop, it's really slow, but staying tight over to uh, Coors Bypass. Well, this shabby report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. This is home care for mom and dad. A lot of people really decided over the holidays, we got to do something to make sure that mom and dad are more comfortable and they get to stay at home. Call Amazing Grace. You get everything you need to know by going to homecare.theplaceilike.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. And with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All
1: right, good job, Rudy. Appreciate you being here uh, in the Kiva on this hump day, 452 uh, here in the Kiva. Good job. Don't forget to subscribe to rockoftalk.chat for all the latest uh, musings of DDOT Muska, not to mention a complete rundown of our entire show uh, right here on the one and only KIVA m 1600. So let me go and talk about Sweden. Because Sweden was getting ridiculed, Sweden was getting criticized, and we finally have enough data. We're 22 months into this whole entire thing and we know what Sweden did, right? Very little. Just go about your life, go about doing things. We're going to have the types of things that we can do so we can continue to live our lives and we'll deal with it one day at a time, right? Almost spiritual, crazy for a socialist country. Australia, Austria, now the United States, some of the most restrictive countries in the world, repressive, have implemented lockdowns, school closures, mask mandates, record-setting PCR testing, right? Contact tracing, vaccine passports, it's going crazy. And what's happened in all of those countries? A record number of infections. Sweden, right, criticized as the least repressive Western country during the coronavirus pandemic, having posed zero lockdowns, no school closures, no mask mandates, and no vaccine passports. So, what's happened? Well, I think probably Austria and Australia, they're probably a lot safer, right? Wrong. Sweden was overtaken by Austria in terms of total COVID mortality. There's a reason why we're going to compare these two countries. They're similar in so many ways, and this is why we should look at them. In fact, Austria had reached in late November the highest seven-day COVID injection rate in the world. Sweden and Alpine Austria, same population size, 10.4 in Sweden, 9 million in Austria, Median age in Sweden, slightly lower, uh, 41.1 to 44.4, right? More immigration there in, in uh, uh, Austria. The Swedish life expectancy is actually higher than Austria, right? You would have thought the Austrians were safer Of Mozart. Vaccination rates are very similar in Sweden and Australia, 72 versus 70%. So if you look at the density, and that's one of the first things that we actually talk about, It is somewhat higher in Sweden, not Austria. 2,724 per square mile versus 2,191. Obesity rates are also very similar, right? Sweden and Austria, 20.6% for Sweden. Slightly skinnier in Austria. There you go. And the total COVID mortality rate in Austria and Sweden may have reached the same level precisely because the two countries are so similar in terms of demographic and health factors. But what happened? Every single metric is exactly the same, but what was different? Their approach, locking down versus not locking down, masking versus not masking. So the fact that Austria is now overtaking Sweden in terms of total COVID mortality means that almost every single government intervention in Austria has failed, ineffective. Lockdown, school closures, mask mandates, everything. Ineffected, unjustified, and unnecessary to combat this pandemic. Well, what about the Nordic countries? You know, very similar. Well, they put in border controls. Did it help them? No, you can't compare them to Sweden. Let's look at the other explanations here. These Nordic countries had preemptive lockdowns in support of early border controls that really may have helped disrupt some of the early infections from coming in, right? Norway and Finland have. By far the lowest population weighted density. They're doing about the same as Sweden, but Sweden is three times as dense as Norway and Finland. What could we have done differently? What could they have done differently? What should be done knowing that the lockdowns and the mandates and the mass vaccine actually doesn't work? What What could you do to intervene to prevent mass casualties, right? You know, COVID is so dangerous. How about early treatment drugs? That's right. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. No, we don't want to vent and remdesivir, everybody. Early treatment drugs should have been a major priority to reduce those hospitalizations. Isn't that the focus now? Can you imagine if we go to that? Talk about Eaton Crow in his 81st year. That would be Fauci. How about dedicated COVID hospital facilities? You're COVID, you go get tested, you go over there. If you think you need to go ahead and go and quarantine yourself, if you think you got COVID, These people are going right into the main hospital with everybody else at this point. How about voluntary medically supervised? This is the best idea of all. Live virus infections for children and young healthy adults because we know there's almost zero mortality. How many people died under the age of 18? This would be a very smart thing to do. How about controlled indoor ventilated environments? And how about just not hyping things up? How about making it a crime for the media to make this bigger than it already is hyping it up and coming up with their own messaging. And what we do know is that in countries and places that have obesity rates well over 20% and have life expectancy over 80 years are going to have higher number of casualties and higher number of infections. So let's just think about that. You have an older population and a fatter population you're going to have more COVID-19 infections. It's just the way that, 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 that this goes. So Sweden has won out. It justifies, and they are vindicated. And I think more and more people should be listening to this type of uh, information. 550 50, 500. that's 550 500. Murder Mike will be here at the bottom of the hour, so don't forget to count down the last 24 hours of what uh, he's been involved in as he traces uh, the crime out uh, here in the Albuquerque area on this fifth day, tomorrow being the sixth day of January. Uh, that is going to be happy birthday, 112th to uh, 110th, excuse me, birthday for uh, New Mexico. So we'll be looking at that as well. Back after a quick break and after the top of the hour news, look, it was the Supremes. Back in 1965, they recorded this great song and you know it and it's not baby, baby. It is Stop in the Name of Love. Thanks everybody for listening. Stop in the
9: name. to start baby baby I'm aware of where you go each time
7: you leave my door I watch you walk down the street knowing
9: your other oven
7: this
1: This is the Rocker Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque
0: USA Radio News
1: with Tim Burke.
12: A CDC panel is giving a thumbs up to kids between 12 and 15 years old to get the Pfizer COVID-19 booster shots. The committee voting 13 to 1 to recommend the boosters at least five months after the children have received their second vaccine dose. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky is expected to quickly sign off on the committee's blessing and the shots could be available for adolescents as early as this week. The White House is touting efforts to clear supply chain gridlock. The president has taken
6: such aggressive action to alleviate these blockages, and we've seen significant progress.
12: Supply chain advisor John Pukari saying key ports are making great strides in relieving bottlenecks. Adding holiday shopping season was record-breaking. You're listening to USA Radio News.
13: Trust. Maybe a small word, but with huge ramifications. At Fellowship Home Loans, we want to be the mortgage lender that you trust.
0: Fellowship realizes that trust is earned and can easily be lost. That is why we listen not only to the wants, but also strive to understand the need.
13: Take a look at our Google reviews and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. But That's just the beginning. What matters is you.
0: Give us a chance to earn your trust, not just your business. Fellowship Home Loans, 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com.
13: We will listen and put together a plan to help make your dreams come true. Fellowship Home Loans, 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or
0: com. Fellowship Home Loans, welcome home.
13: Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, MLS Number 60134. President
12: Biden is heading to Colorado on Friday to view damage caused by recent wildfires. Wildfires destroying nearly 1,000 homes and damaging over 100 others. A new election and voting rights package is stalled in the Senate due to a Republican-led filibuster. Democrats say the bill is needed to protect America's democracy and is being touted as a counter to voting restrictions in red states. Some Democrats have also used the Capitol riots last January 6th as a reason to pass the new bill. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky says he doesn't like that strategy.
10: It is surreal
0: to hear sitting senators and vote January the 6th to justify breaking the rules to grab outcomes they have not earned. The
12: 2022 Grammy Awards show set for later this month is being postponed due to concerns of surging COVID-19 cases. This is USA Radio News. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi continues to defend rules that allow members of Congress to own individual stocks, batting down concerns that lawmakers could use insider information to juice their portfolios. Pelosi's comments do not fall in line with other Democrats, including Democratic Senator from Massachusetts Elizabeth Warren. As she tells MSNBC, she's no fan of congressmen and women owning individual stocks and even introduced legislation to ban it.
5: All of my time in public life, I have not owned individual stocks. I have not traded in them. By the way, President Biden, uh, as a senator and, of course, as president, throughout his career took the same position, never owned individual stocks. And I have introduced legislation all along to say senators, folks in the House, uh, people in the administration, cabinet officials, the president, the vice president, federal judges who sit for life, Supreme Court judges, uh, members of the Fed, none of them should be able to trade in individual stocks because no one should have to guess, well, did they make that decision in order to promote the public interest or in order to promote their own interest
12: more news online at usaradio.com for usa radio news i'm tim berg
8: all right let's put things together as we start the five o'clock hour here looks like a fairly decent day weather wise great for the beginning of january right in the 50s i think we got to 56 today was the high we're at 50 degrees even right now and heading to 51 tomorrow on the roads looking uh, a little bit tight right now. If you're making your way into, on the, uh, into the southwest, it's Rio Bravo westbound that has just turned really cranky right there at about second. And it's going to be tight westbound all the way over the river. It'll get better just beyond Isleta. Bridge Boulevard, not much of an alternative. Bridge is going to be a little bit tight there as well. Uh, basically in the same area, We're just crossing the river uh, through that construction zone. All right, I 40 is really starting to tighten up. The westbound trip under 30 miles an hour right there between 4th Street and Coors. And again, Paseo del Norte, we told you about it last time. It uh, is losing speed right there. 2nd Street over to Coors. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Monty's Cigar Shop on San Mateo, just north of Comanche. What a great place. They've got the biggest uh, humidor in the southwest, which means the hugest selection of cigars, bar none. You got to go in. Find some great ideas, new uh, cigars maybe. Monte Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk.
0: Albuquerque's aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I
1: am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on em 600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour 2 coming at you on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV podcasting on Citrus SoundCloud and Spotify. And if you want to app us, you can do so at www.rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. And don't forget to become a subscriber directly at rockoftalk.chat. And we'll have Murder Mike here at the bottom of the hour counting down the night in crime as he's up on these scanners and all the rest of that stuff. we got an awfully long... I don't know why Murder Mike feels like he needs to just jump into my my studio here, but uh, here he is. <laughs> wow. It's just like, one of these days, we'll we'll spend some time. Eddie, thank you for broadcasting that teachers are lazy. When I mentioned instructions are, instructors are lazy, and I'm talking about instructors at CNM. I branded them from the Dean of Students uh, as being prejudiced. I finally, someone with the microphone broadcast, finally bringing the truth here to Albuquerque. I've been in contact with the last three years at CNM. When the virus first broke out in 2020 and the rumor was floating around that schools were going to be closed, would not believe the instructors that I contract with were so scared. They only had two classes a day, two days a week. This is from uh, Robin Hood, the conservative. Thank you so much. Oh, I love 505 in the 505. I love 505 in the 505. We get to go ahead and, you know, do our uh, Freddie Flintstone, you know, Wilma, you know, head home, right? For those of us uh, who are doing that to see, Let's see, a violation of state law. This is from the conservative New Mexican when state lawmakers don't know state laws and have to delete their own tweets. Oh, this is very interesting. This one coming from, uh, looks like J Block. Here we have a violation of state law. There is much work to be done to fix our great state, and I can't do it without your support. If you love New Mexico and want to see it be great again, donate to my campaign today. I haven't heard much about J Block used to come into the studio, but we don't hear from him any longer. I'm not sure. Not sure what, what went on over there. Great program today, Eddie, from a never-masked, never, never jab, deplorable. Let's see. We got to – so this will give me a longer one. This came from an email, um, and I think it, this is important for us to go ahead and get it because it's one of our uh, our very best, uh, if you will, who's out there, and it's a little bit long. A lot of people are celebrating with the Indian National Labs' pause paused. The vaccine mandate, and these people are keeping their jobs. They're supposed to lose their jobs today. Today they would have lost their jobs because they didn't get on board with the the, the mandate that was going on. Hi, I have attached an email SNL threatening serial testing. Serial testing. Thanks for your broadcast. Starting January 18th for the unvaxed, we will move forward with the lawsuit for both deprivation of rights and discrimination. All shots, testing, max are all EUA experimental use authorization and can be refused under the food. And Drug Cosmetics Act, uh, codification of the Nuremberg Code or the Common Rule Code as well. Also, COVID-19 Consumer Protection Act of 2021. Uh, Appropriations asked for the duration of the COVID-19 public health emergency declared pursuant to Section 319 of the Public Health Service, blah, blah, blah. And uh, all the rest of the uh, mumbo jumbo here. Title 15 USC right here, device the term. All very detailed. Intended for the use of diagnoses or disorder or other conditions or in the cure mitigation treatment. Anyway, let us not forget that the U.S. Constitution does not delegate power to POTUS to mandate an outside of law, the 10th Amendment. Those powers not delegated to the Fed nor denied are reserved to the states and the people. States' rights, and I think we should have a convention uh, of states uh, as well. Eddie, I can't tell you how excited I am for my Sandia Patriot friends today. I'm federal, they so not out of the woods yet, but we all owe Marcy May a huge debt of gratitude. She's a champion for our Patriots community, huge victory friends. Okay. RCMA is out there, but there are a lot of other Patriots uh, uh, out there. And not to mention, uh, you know, we've been doing it uh, from the rooftops every day from the Kiva. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. That's that's exciting. I just read that text. I'm going to have to uh, look away. 550 5500. Let's uh, kick it off, I guess, with a phone call. It's got to get into the Kiva to kick off hour two. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, um,
14: I about fell off my chair last night when I was watching one of the local news stations. And they had some uh, touchy-feely person on there from public health, who was talking about the new fentanyl test kits.
1: That fentanyl? Did that, you say? Uh,
14: I'm sorry. Say that.
1: Did you say fentanyl test kits?
14: Yes, fentanyl test kits that they're going to hang out hand out to all the drug users, so they can test their drugs to make sure they're just getting good heroin. Cannot be. What no do, you, do you recall that? Uh,
1: you, well, you can't just come in with something like that, something that's stupid, and not give us the actual source. I'm gonna look. Uh, it was
14: on Channel 13.
1: Test kit. Okay, K R Q E. So we'll see that uh, data. Fentanyl related deaths. It's the 80 to bring controversial fentanyl test strips. Uh, let's see this one actually yeah. from K O A T. So this was 22 hours ago. T J Wilhelm, uh, you know, you you know broadcasting uh, this stuff, and he says. Uh, This is from our partners at KOAT. State law would need to be changed to allow addicts to use the strips. Uh, No doubt they're going to do it with the majority of Democrats. So what are they, 65% Democrats in the House, or excuse me, in the Senate, and 61% as a proportion in the uh, House. Overdose deaths in New Mexico are skyrocketing, says uh, Tara Lujan, Democrat out of Santa Fe, said we had two high school students here in Santa Fe within one week that overdosed. Well, we want to make sure that they just get drugs, you know, but they don't want to overdose. According to the Department of Health, there was a 25% increase from 2019 to 2020. And they believe the prescription painkiller fentanyl is the leading cause. So here it is. Balderas wants to pass out test strips to users because addicts are taking fentanyl and not realizing it. So now we've got test strips where you get to test illegal or illicit drugs before you consume or take them because (laughs) it's so cheap and so dangerous. Yeah, it's being laced in all types of other dangerous drugs, but this is going to another level. taking not, a while. I
14: I would tell you this, Eddie. I would tell you that there's probably ninety five percent of all the drugs coming across the border through the south hole in our in our border that's that's uh, presented as heroin is all fentanyl laced. The whole concept of this is absolutely unbelievable because. What are the drug What are the drug users going to do? Say, oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to throw this drug away and see if I can find some pure heroin for myself.
1: Wouldn't you just want to go ahead and prevent the drugs from coming in the first place, we know where fentanyl is manufactured and, and made, and that's in China.
14: Exactly. It's all part of the plan. Every single bit of this is part of the plan. Yeah, I think so, if too. If they had any desire whatsoever to stop the drug flow, all they'd have to do is finish the wall and start, uh, you know, building up our, our border security at the, uh, at the Southern Southern end of the state and in Texas and it, and it would be checked down to a choke, but that's not part of the plan. This is part of the plan.
1: Yeah. Texas is, uh, doing it. Arizona is doing it, but New Mexico is not doing it. We're the big gaping hole in the middle. And that's where they're all going to come straight up by 25 and uh, funnel through the rest of the country, along with the illicit drugs, human trafficking, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. 550-5500. I do want to go down to uh, southern New Mexico and visit a little bit about more. I wish Dowd was here. And uh, I will say that, um, well, Dowd, let me say this. We miss you when it comes to Spaceport. But I'm going to address this today because yesterday and I'm piggybacking on all the coverage and all you have to do is go to rockoftalk.chat on the um, Twitter, which I think we should post at the bottom so people can actually follow it. It was 18 different stories that were done, okay? And you want to talk about drug trafficking? It's likely some of it's actually coming through Spaceport America. Why do we know that? Well, because the former CFO, and his name is not Zach DiGriego, you idiot, Bob Clark. I mean, all these guys are reading from the same script, DiGriego. There's never been a DiGriego. Griego is Spanish. If you have DiGregorio, that's Italian. I mean, come on. And so it was written in one place where a guy just basically lifted and put a bunch of uh, what he had exerted from the actual stuff. I actually drilled down. If you go to yesterday's first hour during the program, I went on 10 different points and you actually broke down what happened in that pleading. Now, that pleading is represented pro se. Zach DiGregorio is going to need a tremendous amount of help from legal authorities because I'm going to tell you they're not going to respond to it, for one, because he doesn't have representation. If you don't have an attorney who has balls enough to represent that, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'd love for it to happen as much as it, you know, incriminates according to the pleading and it's alleged, right? Because this is a CFO, Michelle O'Hongrish and Brian Colon, um, you know, Hector Balderas and Alicia Keyes, the economic development director. I can tell you it ain't going to go anywhere unless you actually have professional help. And if you haven't taken the time to hire an attorney, to represent you in a case that has this much oomph, and if an attorney's not gonna represent you, then they can make a, a lot of money doing this, it may not have the gravitas that he's hoping. And I gotta tell you, just evaluating and stewing on this for the last 24 hours, I'd love for it to take off. But if you go that and then you go to uh, Blagojevich immediately, it may not have the gravitas that it needs to. It's gonna need proper representation. So, whatever we can do to try and uh, help him get that, I've been certainly. Uh, you know, open to that because there's a lot of bad things going on at the spaceport. Many bad things. We started out that with yesterday. And it's bizarre, right? Top to bottom. We knew I've been covering it now for 18 months, 19 months on this, that the bonds were never issued. We have articles on that. We know that the grocery seats tax, where'd it go to this private fund, ripe for corruption, according to the internal revenue service. We know that these are problems. Finally, just today took more than uh, 36 hours, ladies and gentlemen, for the mainstream media to finally pick up on it and said the former chief financial officer for the spaceport has filed a whistleblower lawsuit. Zach Degregorio alleges that he was forced to resign after raising concerns about financial malfeasance. Gregorio also claims top officials committed securities fraud by refinancing spaceport gross receipts tax under false pretenses. He also says in the lawsuit last week that the secret meetings were held between state officials and Spaceport America's most notable tenant, Virgin Galactic. And in fact, it also, not listed here, but should be right there in front and center, highlighted, double italicized, double bolded, that when the Spaceport Authority would not be allowed to go ahead and meet with Virgin Galactic, and Virgin Galactic didn't like the way that it was going. We don't like what the FAA is putting on us. We're not real happy with the number of employees. We're just going to go talk to our friend, Michelle Lujan Grisham. In, in my opinion, that and the drug trafficking are the two biggest things that's happened because not a whole lot of people understand bonds. You say bonds and it's just like, oh, yeah, I think I'm supposed to vote for those. That's the way the, the New Mexicans react to that most of the time. The lawsuits list officials, including Michelle Lujan Grisham, Economic Development Secretary, Alicia Keys, and members of the Spaceport Authority Board, according to the AP, a spokesperson for Luhan Grisham, says her office, will not comment on pending litigation. So there you go. Does this turn into another settlement? Does this turn into another bearing? And this is one person without an attorney. And how is this going to get litigated? And this is the first lawsuit that's been presented up in Santa Fe. You've got to go about this thing the right way. For something that is well-prepared as this, you're going to need professional help to go ahead and get it through the hoops. Because right now it's like I can say anything and say, well, this happened and I better be willing to back it up. And I've got some information, and they don't contest it. They don't have to contest it. To contest it is to acknowledge the probability that it is true. Michelle Luhan Grisham is pretty smart. She's going to ignore it, pretend like it doesn't exist, and the media is going to go ahead and say, we're not going to pay attention to it, but not this media. We will continue to focus on it each and every day because it's something that we have been working on now for two years. We didn't just jump on yesterday and lift something from a lawsuit that was self prepared and put it on our blog so we knew it can get. Picks and clicks and consider ourselves conservative. By the way, uh, that 40 shares was uh, named by his uh, boyfriend, the Pinon, because of the Pinon trees that are all amongst us. I don't know about the Pinon trees, absolutely ridiculous. Now, let's uh, get to the Spaceport Authority because this is important. Branson really is the major tenant. People like Rebecca Dow would tell you, oh, so we've got other tenants. It's not just about the spaceport, right? We've got spin launch. We're going to re-gravitate by spinning around while we're all drugged up and sending something out into orbit. It's not going to happen. It's literally impossible. In fact, the physics spoke to exactly that. It's just another money soak. Dowd wrote about this to kick off the year. This was clipped from our chat. New Mexico is where it's at. Not only is the first mile free and the restricted airspace better than anywhere else, but the community surrounding it and the legislature and executive all support it so strongly. That's from Dan Hicks way back in 2016. Remember that? Nobody's going there. Nobody's rolling things out. Bezos skipped it. Elon Musk skipped over our entire state. They don't want Blue Origin. They don't want Elon Musk's uh, stuff there. They knew they weren't able to attract it. We were first. And we got literally no attention. I don't even know if Elon Musk actually, actually ever visited Spaceport America. We do know that we've given a hell of a lot of money, hell of a lot of money. The old Richard Branson. Richard Branson, yes, that Richard Branson. The guy directly connected, of course, to Prince Andrew. Was directly connected to Zora Ranch's Jeffrey Epstein. I am finally going to be with my release post-verdict on the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff on both British and German television. As soon as I have that clip, I'm going to have both the conservative New Mexican and D. Dowd Musk at Talk.chat put out the information that's out there. Now, the SPAC, which is a special purpose acquisition, whatever, that they put out where they raise money and yet Shamath Palapatiya, who is heading it up, right? He's the engineer, the organizer for this stuff. Where they just raise all this extra money based upon an idea, and you can just go ahead and post it. And Shamath Palapatiya is getting investigated. One, for his uh, closeness with Chelsea uh, Clinton, where she's on the board of the healthcare company, that they generated all this money. And they're like, well, it doesn't really, I think it's Clover, if I'm not mistaken. So here goes Space News on the merger. Virgin Orbit raises far less than expected. Why? Because people don't believe in Richard Branson. In fact, the only people who believe in Richard Branson is the state of New Mexico. And you ostensibly, from the standpoint that you would just continue to shuttle out a huge amount of money to him. When the companies announced a merger, Virgin Orbit announced back on December 28th that shareholders of NextGen Acquisition, a SPAC that announced in August that it would merge with Virgin Orbit, it had approved the merger. The deal was set to close by the end of the month, but it went to the end of the year. The companies announced the merger. They projected raising about 500 million, right? 383 from the proceeds of the SPAC and about 100 million from the concurrent private investment of something called a public equity pipe that included industrial partners and Boeing. Yes, Boeing, very reputable as investors. But here is the result. People don't believe in Virgin Galactic, Richard Branson, Virgin Orbit, or anything. Virgin Orbit just said in a statement that the merger will provide just only less than half of what was projected 228 million in gross proceeds, 68 million coming from SPAC proceeds. With the market where it's at, people have better things to do with their money. Shareholders of the SPAC exercise the right to get the money rather than retain their shares in the merged companies. They will literally bankrupt the company because they won't have enough to fund the company to begin with. An additional $160 million comes from the pipe, which I suggested at the end. And then, of course, you've got $100 million plus additional investment from the Virgin Group. And then a very curious company, which we're going to be talking about in the coming days, something called Mubadala Investment Company. There's some very curious things about the people who are connected with that. They've got a high criminal element uh, that's been involved and a very litigious background in history. And we'll get into that uh, as well. So Spaceport, I think, is on pins and needles in 2022. We don't have another Virgin Galactic launch at the earliest until Q3 of this year. At the earliest. Remember, FAA has restricted it, has suggested that, well, you violated that. You went too far. You didn't follow the flight plan. We don't trust you. Meanwhile, Bezos and Musk, true billionaires, real billionaires, didn't need to get money from the state of New Mexico or any other state entity uh, for that matter, had their own money. They're literally burning it up and down as they're taking former football players, oldest uh, astronauts and youngest astronauts into, I don't know, what, whatever sphere that Dowd would normally tell me what it is and actually reach space and accomplish something. We would have done well to actually have been able get either one of those aside from what we actually got which was Richard Branson a lot of fluff a lot of theater and a lot of politics 550-50-500 check on weather and traffic before to cut to break with Rudy Grande <laughs>
8: All right, as we put things together here, it looks like a nice couple of days weather-wise. Should be 51 tomorrow. I know we got a little better than that today. And right now, it is 48 degrees across town as the sun sets. Unfortunately, the South Valley is in trouble on a pretty major thoroughfare there. Coors Boulevard at Blake. Popular intersection closed down. Major injury accident there. And we've also got just to drive out towards That's going to be a little bit tough. As you make your way on Rio Bravo westbound between Broadway and 2nd. And then as you approach his letter, it looks like it's going to be a really tough drive as well. I-40 is just getting worse and worse all the way. Right now, it's under 20 miles an hour between Carlisle and the big guy. And then you start seeing ever so slightly an improvement. Uh, Maybe about, uh, I guess, maybe about 35 miles an hour from 3rd Street on over to Coors. And it's still tight on I-25, that uh, southbound trip. That's rough riding there from San Mateo, yeah, about San Mateo over to Montgomery. This traffic report brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the Historic Island Theater. Listen, if you would like a fun place to work, this is the place. Taco Tote is hiring, and they're hiring all kinds of different specialists: cashiers, torterías. I think is what she called them.
1: Ooh, torterías. Yeah, people is that will make just tortillas. The tortillas.
8: Yeah, they'll make them right there at Corn and Flour. Torte. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, I think that's how she how she termed it. But, anyways, if you'd like to work in this environment, or maybe just want to go eat there, that's what I'm going to do tonight. This oh, is a wow, place to really? be. Taco Tote on Central across from the Historic Highland Theater. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Right, let's
1: take a quick break. We'll bring it back, When Mike. We'll be uh, doing the rundown for the last twenty four hours. Right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA and abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. In 2003, Green Day lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong was arrested for drunk driving in Berkeley, California. One of their best right here. Basketball. I am one of those
7: melodramatic bulls. Neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps.
8: Sometimes my plays on me. It all keeps up. Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater has the Family of Five meal deal. One and a half pounds of meat, fresh homemade tortillas, the sides, and don't forget the salsa. Enjoy takeout. Dine in. Taco Tote. Hugetacos.com.
2: JJ's is your complete automotive repair center, from oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service
10: any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it
2: right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's
13: 821-5771. The
4: place like.com.
8: Wow. It's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals too. Tacos.theplace I A great bakery. Cake.theplace I
2: did someone say pancakes go to sunny
8: side up the place for whole wheat apple cinnamon and raspberry granola pancakes and more sunny side up manala louisiana and show your mobile sunny side up offer get yours right now at sunny.theplaceilike.com
11: It starts with one thing, I don't know why It doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind, a designer's right to explain in due time all I know, time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock takes life away It's so unreal, didn't look out below Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on, to didn't even know Or wasted it all just to watch you go I kept everything inside and even though I tried It all fell apart What it meant to me will eventually be a memory Of a time I tried so hard. Got
9: so far but in the end, it doesn't even
1: matter it doesn't even matter. all right a little Lincoln park there in the end it doesn't even really matter you waste through so much time so be careful how you spend your time in uh, 2022 uh Glad that you're doing it right here in the key with us. Murder Mike, uh, checking out uh, with the latest of goings on in the, I don't know, crime. Hopefully, it's at a minimum. We This is the, sh- the report that we want to be the shortest, but inevitably, sometimes it can be the longest. Uh, Murder Mike, how are you? I'm doing very well, Ernie,
10: and I'm telling you, it's been quiet New Year. Only one homicide, which happened a couple of days ago, but other than that, it has been quiet in the Albuquerque All right, area, so good. We,
1: we cheered that.
10: We look. I'm no looking, news is good news. I want to be put out of a job. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know job. about that. I don't, I don't know
1: how much you'd enjoy that. Lots of that good? create. There's people who actually go out there and create crimes. Yes. Just so the, that they can report them. The nightcrawler. There's firefighters who start fires just to go put them out.
10: Yes. And that uh, movie that came out not too long ago about the stringer in L.A. that was moving bodies around so it could uh, get a story. Oh, I didn't know that. It's called The Nightcrawler. Oh, I like that. It's an interesting movie. Okay, there we go. What's going on? Well, beginning with traffic news from last night. Oh, okay. Uh, shortly after 6 p.m., BCSO and BCFD, Laguna PD, and Laguna Fire and Rescue responded to a multiple vehicle crash on I-40 westbound at the 142 exit. That's the exit to the Route 66 Casino. Details surrounding last night's crash have not been released as the crash is in the early stages of investigation. And in other news, an armed robbery took place at a massage parlor last night at 9.40 p.m. <laughs> but do they carry cash? Is, it, is that a cash operation? Yeah, yeah, just as long as they don't rub you the wrong way, they're okay. They're
1: very funny. Very oh, funny. Cool. You one, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know much about that. But, uh, you know, I, why would someone decide to go to a massage parlor to rob them?
10: I don't know. But I've, if you remember about maybe two months ago, we had the same thing happen in downtown, in the area close to downtown, where somebody, a couple of guys had robbed a massage parlor. I guess they deal in cash a lot. That, that would probably be a non traceable inside job. Mm, inside job. Well, it, 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 it took place at 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean that, Eddie. i honestly. Yeah.
1: Was, yeah everybody got the joke, but you might. I know. That, 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 th- that usually happens
10: when well the massage parlor was located at 9204 montgomery northeast and was held up at gunpoint by two individuals the calling party was unable to provide a description to police and undisclosed amount of cash was taken and apd's robbery unit is investigating then at 10 15 p.m last night apd responded to a reported shooting in the 600 block of veranda uh, the calling party told 911 operators that an unidentified female had been shot several times, okay. but became irate when the operator hung up before approving, providing any additional details. When officers arrived on the scene, they discovered several shell cases in the street, but no victim. Because we have an update on that. They actually did locate a victim. I think it was like a couple of blocks away. How many times was she shot? Uh, multiple times is all they put out on the dispatch oh, okay. and in the, the ambulance traffic to
1: the, um, if it's multiple times, I mean, we'd be I looking mean, to it, see if it's a homicide.
10: Uh, not yet. We don't know yet. That's still up in the air. I don't air think too. we'll ever
1: know. I think if it yeah. doesn't happen suddenly, like you can almost look at the homicide numbers 128, like unless the homicide happened on site, nobody ever goes to the hospital and dies. They just go to the hospital and eventually something happens. And and I've seen this because we never get a report that follows up. More details will be coming. You get three-line three blurb on Four, seven, or thirteen, and you get nothing to follow up on any of those. Yeah, that's, have you noticed that?
10: Yeah, they get their their information from the PIO, and they don't really bother to do any further investigation into yep. it. So, although I do know some people at the medical investigator's office, so I
1: well, I, that ha- that has helped you like not at all. And they just got so a, a medical n- investigator new one last year.
10: Yeah, so far so it. it, it changed Remember, so we count there.
1: different ethnicities at different uh, different numbers too. You know, right? You kill a Hispanic, it's only a quarter. You remember that? We killed. No, really. It's, it's almost like that. I know
10: what you're talking about. It was just all those numbers that I remember yeah, when happened last we kind of like, no, what? We should go back to
1: the entirety of that, uh, that broadcast. And then you guys could hear how we were out. And I were counting them down.
10: We got down to thirds, eights. And then, and then after a while, it was like way over my head. So, but, um, uh, Anyway, and finally, shortly after midnight, a hit-and-run accident was reported at Pan American and Comanches involving a bicyclist. He had been found on the street, actually, by a passing ambulance. The writer showed signs of blunt force trauma to the head and was unconscious with labored breathing. The ambulance crew immediately notified APD and AFR and began mm-hmm. life-saving measures on the victim, who was transported to UNMH while the scene was secured by police. There was no information as to his condition. I just and I couldn't get to the ambulance radio traffic fast yeah. enough before they transmitted. You know, it was like yeah. a, a scoop and go. And the minute all of a sudden they're talking to the hospital, and I'm trying to get the frequency in real quick. So. All right. Another traffic news, I-40 eastbound at Louisiana. It was shut down earlier today due to police activity. It has since reopened with traffic moving at normal speeds. That was actually four or five hours ago. The exact nature has not been released by police, so that's a quick look at what happened over last night. We're going to segue over to statistics. Between the hours of 6.30 p.m. to roughly about 3.30 this morning, there was 11 assaults reported, seven of which were aggravated, one drunk driver was taken off the streets after. Do you being, get
1: details on those aggravated assaults. I'd like to get some details on.
10: They some do. Of those. I. 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 They, there is. There
1: are details. Point out like an interesting one. Do You remember from last
10: night? Um, I think one of the aggravated assaults was a guy that had been hit by the baseball bat. Uh, was unconscious and his breathing life signs were questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of domestic- life signs were questionable. Questionable. But that was, that was due to the witness on the scene, not to uh, an
1: attempted homicide. Am I missing a whole story here? You <laughs> see what I'm talking about, yeah, Rudy? I, right?
8: Yeah, you would think you get smacked with a bat. And, and if you're uh, not, the
1: life signs are questionable. Like, you know, where's the reporting on them?
8: Yeah, that sounds like an attempted murder.
1: Yeah. It happened downtown.
8: That sounds like okay, an attempted murder. A, I
1: feel like I'm pulling information out of you, Murder Mike. No, no. Like it, somehow someone getting hit on their bicycle was uh, as or more important than the guy who's getting, you know, life signs are questionable on uh, getting beaten with a baseball bat in downtown Alberta.
10: Well, I just, the way I put it together was uh, the incident. I'm not incident criticizing steps. you. Oh, yeah.
1: I, what I'm doing is they're, they're aesthetic. They don't share much information on the radio. Right.
10: Well, there is, there are additional details that come out with these calls, but because there's, I mean, I probably copy maybe 30 or 40 calls in a one minute period of time. Mm, okay. and so to to get to I I do know the details but as far as being able to start adding into the story I mean we would be here all night with uh, different things but I can't highlight a couple of stories in the future no, I'm
1: not asking you do you do you and you know we'll go there I just think with aggravated assaults we have life signs are questionable it's like attempted murder I so where was this at you know what are those crossroads?
10: a lot of it is because of the person calling in mm-hmm. they see the person down on the bat or they see the person get assaulted go down mm-hmm. And they don't know whether the person is alive or not, and they do not want to go check. So when they call the police, one of the questions that the 911 operators ask is, you know, is he conscious? Is he breathing? And, uh, you know, the person calling in says, well, I don't know. I'm he, he might be dead for all I know. And so that's the kind of information the officers go on when they respond to the call. So uh, that's why a lot of things change in the dispatch in yeah. the time. So. All right. Okay. Anyway, I apologize
1: uh, for getting you start, sidetracked on your stats. Go ahead.
10: Oh, I'm sorry about that. APD responded to a total of 12 domestic violence calls last night. And as we talked about yesterday, you want to make keep track, three of those calls, there were juveniles on the premises. Oh, good one. And I do remember some details on this. About a third, yeah. That the was a mother quarter. and the three children went to an upstairs bedroom and locked themselves in till police could come and uh, you know secure the situation. So... Um, there were four, four of the calls were dispatched as priority in the domestic disputes because there was weapons enhancement, with the remainder being mostly loud arguments. Mm, yep. There were three drunken disorderly arrests made all in the downtown area and five down-and-out calls requiring EMS to respond. Also last night, there were three persons treated for cold exposure by EMS. And it got a little cold last night. And yeah. AFR responded to four outside fires at various homeless camps and three dumpster fires. All were fairly close together in the southeast area. Additionally, there was one psych call, one armed robbery, two use of force events, and two stolen cars were reported. Also, there was seven dis- dis- general disturbance calls. Three were priority one. There was weapons enhancement there. One suicide threat came into the suicide hotline. Oh. And there was, and there's a, there's a three-digit number. I forgot what it was, but that's why they changed the area code to, they had to use the area code to dial in locally.
1: Yeah, dial in Texas.
10: Yeah, because it's like four one one or eight one one. No idea. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'll, I'll get that information though. And to wrap it up this evening, in the category of shots fired, there were a total of twelve. Three were dispatched as priority one status. Hmm. So, so there you go, everybody. That's a brief glimpse at the last twenty-four in the. In the 505, back to you, sir. All right,
1: good stuff. I'll let you comment on some of the latest crime stories coming out from mainstream media. the Southern of Santa Fe, and Mexican, and the plans to curb crime, of course. We'll do that when we return after we uh, check in very quickly. Weather traffic, Rudy Grande. All
8: right, as we put things together, we start with the weather, which is fairly decent for the next couple of days. Right now, 48 degrees across Albuquerque into Rio Rancho. And as far as the drive, looks like we're still in trouble there at... Um, on I, I'm sorry, I-40 westbound as you wind your way pretty much from Carlisle crossing the big guy and on and off slowing all the way over to, mm, gosh, looks like all the way to Coors. So it's just a slow trip for you tonight. As far as uh, the South Valley, still stumbling along there on uh, Rio Bravo. It's starting to tighten up the closer you get to Isleta, but they did clear up that one accident we were telling you about there at Blake and um, Coors Boulevard. So that's that's good news for you. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe in Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, the best and cleanest salon in all of Rio Rancho, and I would say probably in all of Albuquerque, truly. The steps they have taken to make sure that you have a great experience every time you come in the door is really good. Salon Deluxe, again, in Country Club Plaza. On Southern in Rio Rancho, and with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Werner
1: Mike is smiling. I mean, like I'm, uh, I'm. not. What are you? What are you looking for? <laughs> Dude, oh, just you're just smiling. Okay, here he's here, just grinning. You know? He's he's glad he's done with this. I'm, I'm it's, a good. It's, mood it's like <laughs> his heightened uh, expectation for his report, and then he's like, he's sort of done. He's glad that he's through it, but you know, I don't know. Are you, no, it was no. a great report. I don't know if you Thank wanted. You're looking for feedback or something. Is that what you were looking no, no, for?
10: I, I, uh, I got some really cool radio equipment. Put up, I'm putting up a, a tenant tower that's gonna increase my coverage area. So I'm, I'm just grinning from ear to ear because I love these new radios. Okay,
1: good deal. And we got new radios, maybe new reporting, and uh, maybe we'll get a little bit more uh, out of those uh, radios uh, as well. So the governor, right? She's made uh, her crime plan first and foremost. Uh, maybe she let the numbers go as high as they did. I say let as if she had control. I think she does have a certain level of control you know, from a staffing and re- reactive, you know, process driven. Suddenly she's going to become the healthcare czar to the crime czar. Uh, according to Pamela Herndon a Democrat of Albuquerque, they're introducing new packages to ready the New Mexico state legislature. I think the governor will be focusing on all hands on deck fighting crime package. <laughs> Where's that been? Uh, so it would impose penalties on parents or other adults if a child gets a hold of a gun. Oh, okay. So let's penalize the kids. I mean, the parents of the kids and use the weapons to make threats. Use and uses a weapon to make a threat or commit violence. uh, According to uh, Herndon, when walking in her own neighborhood, she added, she frequently encounters constituents with concerns that state, quote unquote, my car was broken into. What can we do about that? Uh, Right? Ready? That's like all the the time. All crime all the time. (laughs) Bill Ream, a retired police officer, better be careful, Bill Ream, has unsuccessfully pushed for years to toughen certain crime laws, including the effort to eliminate New Mexico's Statue of limitations on a charge of second-degree murder, which is now at six years. So you got Mo Maestas. He wants to work together. I don't know who he actually ever works with, uh, only Democrats. And then he, I don't know, <laughs> turns the screws on Republicans. Uh, on another proposal, that would increase the statute of limitations on the second-degree murder cases, along with Bill Rehm. Of course, Bill is working with those Democrats up there. Greg Brandt said GOP senators likely will wait until they see what Democrats are proposing before filing any of their own crime-related educa- legislation. Is that what we want out of leadership? Wouldn't you want to take the lead on that, uh, Mr. Brandt, and say, hey, I'm going to go out there and introduce things that I think that the governor, like, no, we're not. Well, I'm going to let them do the work. They're winning anyway. Brandt said he thinks Democrats might be more concerned about election season results than actually fighting crime in New Mexico. to gonna, that's going to be hard for people to buy off because Everybody right now cares about crime, Democrats and Republicans. Many Re- Democrats, key former Republican Su- Governor Susanna Martinez, according to Branton, and GP lawmakers, grief for being, quote, unquote, all crime all the time, tough on crime. He said the fact that Democrats are, quote, bringing all these crime bills kind of says we were right all along. Well, that was six years ago, dude. The city and county of Santa Fe also saw a violent spike, uh, 11 homicides in 2020. I don't know how many they normally have up in the, uh, the St. Fe Santa Fe, not including the October shooting death of a renowned cinematographer on the movie set. That did not include her, so that would have made it 12. Alec Baldwin, we don't know if he's going to get prosecuted for that as well. Six shootings by police officers, four of them fatal. The police almost shot as many people as there were total homicides. The Santa Fe, maybe we got to reorient to what's happening in the Santa Fe Police Department up there. I mean, if there's 11 and, you know, anyway, the committee also reported the number of law enforcement officers in the state remains stagnant during much of that time. So a lot of stuff that uh, is going on. Um, After a record setting 2021 overall, uh, in just about every major metropolis that is blue, dominated by Democrats. We don't have it that bad, folks, compared to Philadelphia. 14 people have already been shot. In Philadelphia, to kick off the new year, this is from three days ago, folks. That means the second day of the year, 14 people shot. One of the most violent cities in the entire country, right next to Chicago. Though they've a bad year for homicides, the worst in the city's history. 562 murders in 2021, already off to a hot start. It shattered the previous record of 500, set way back in 1990. The escalation of the city's murder rate has been drastic just the last two years. 2019, for example, there were only... 356 murders recorded in Philadelphia, but that number shot up to 499 in 2020 and then went up again to 562 in 2021. So, the first few hours of 2022, if it's any indication as to how it's going to go for Philadelphia, things are not heading in the right direction. 14 people shot, according to WPVI TV in Philly. The Democratic mayor, of course, because you don't have that many people being shot in Republican cities, has responded. The crisis by calling for Philadelphia to, quote, unquote, have the ability to set its own gun laws. Yes. Right. Gun buybacks and take all the guns off the street. There's going to be more people if you start taking the guns off the street. The only thing that stops criminals oftentimes are good guy citizens. We're going to make sure that, hey, we're going to stand up to them because most of the guys that carry guns and are running around trying to rob rob things are cowards. Now, let me talk for a moment. Sunday, I was at uh, Dillard's or Dillard's. I don't know. Is it Target or Target? I don't know. What, whatever. I was talking to one of the salespeople. I happen to know her. She's a really nice person. And um, a man, this is on the west side of Cotwood, walks into Dillard's with a handgun, or with a gun, I don't know why I said handgun, with a gun, and he proceeds to go inside Dillard's Grabs all of the watches that are in one of those cases, you know, those rotating cases, and then basically aims the gun as he walks right out. The people at Delard's could do nothing about it, absolutely nothing about it. While I was there in the perfumery when we were hanging out over there and we're, you know, just kind of going back and forth, there was a man who ran through the store with a hood on. Right, I don't even know what he was running from. I'm like. Does this stuff happen all the time? It's like, yeah. Then she proceeded to tell me about the fact that a man walked out with a set of about 30 watches in one of those cases. I don't know if they were fossil or whatever they sell over there, but walked out, no police report, no anything filed. There you go. That happens too frequently.
8: <laughs> yeah, and at Dillard's, those are expensive watches, so.
1: Yeah, probably a Black Lives Matter sympathizer, to be quite honest. I mean, I know the uh, po- Black population is quite small here, um, but a lot of the rooting, looting, you know, things that are going on around the uh, the country. That is a form of looting, going in, stealing, and just taking what you want. That's what we've seen in places like Ferguson, places like uh, Hotlanta, you know, all these places, Milwaukee, yeah, good one. I mean, these are places where you're saying, well, we're upset about this. We don't like the way the police are treating us here. So we're going to go in and take what we want, burn the place down, and hopefully that's your insurance, and you won't be able to call in anything because this is justified. Let's talk for a moment here about Black Lives Matter. Good report by The Federalists. Great rag, if you will, online only. What did Black Lives Matter BLM accomplish? We might remember the SPAC that was being put forth by Colin Kuipernick, right? Who has white parents and who adopted him, no less, of German heritage. I mean, the irony, just smacking us all over the place. (laughs) Kaepernick, that's the guy's name. I don't know how many uh, African-Americans you know by the last name Kaepernick, right? at Nevada the wolf pack is out there you, you look like you're getting scared about what I'm about to say because <laughs> I know you live in the hood and the boys are always hard there right oh yeah they, yeah they, they, they roll hard right where I live, yes is definitely. that what that means do you know what that means when it talks hard, about easy yes, e? they're you, hardcore, you, you no. used to listen to easy back in the 80s and 90s uh some, some really more. yeah a little bit I mean do you know that e, do you know how easy died negative oh well no, AIDS I, I didn't know him he that fathered way. like 10 children before he died and he was like 28 or 32 or something. I take my kids to all, <laughs> my kids will laugh. I said, All these rappers that have like, you know, 12 kids, 15 kids, and there's like, you know, NFL players, Antonio Cromartie and all that. It's like, it's hilarious, right? I show my kids all this stuff. It's like, how did he get five wives and 12 children? You should see my kids. They just like laughing. They think it's the most hilarious thing. Well, Anyway, let me, let me get to Black Lives Matter here, okay? Because that's what stopped the NFL. That's what started the NBA. And that's why people are checking out. That's why people aren't patronizing this stuff any longer, okay? This stuff is starting to fade out. I, I doubt Black Lives Matter makes it another two years, to be quite honest. That would have made it two years, make it a full decade. Let's not forget how Black Lives Matter started back in 2013 under Obama, right? That would have been my son. Remember that? Right. Zimmerman, George Zimmerman. How many Hispanics you know that are named Zimmerman? I don't know any. Yep. How many, uh, you know, black guys you named Kaepernick? I don't know any, but here's come where all the confusion the identity politics gets played up. And let's not forget the four Beverly Hills bungalows that the one of the uh, three leaders of Black Lives Matter uh, right. went. I mean, if you want to see what they accomplished, well, lots of gains in real estate. So what did exactly any of them accomplish in the past year? Aside from putting two arguably innocent people in prison, the track record is remarkably poor. Um, Rittenhouse, way to go, good job. Somehow Rittenhouse shot black people without actually shooting black people, according to Black Lives Matter, right? Great. Because and then of course you got that the, the black guy who drove through the White Christmas parade and mowed down what nineteen people, twenty-nine people, yeah. and I think seven or eight of them passed away.
10: That was justifiable to them, right? No,
1: just not a, not a big deal. Right? Justified. Major cities are back to quote unquote refunding their police department. San Francisco happening there was a number of other places. Uh, As well San Francisco, just the latest. Oh, my gosh. New York City, the black mayor of New York City, right? He's refunding the police department. Black Lives Matter taking issue with him. You saw that, right? He's not black enough if he's refunding the police department. I got to play that Tim Keller piece. That Tim Keller piece is wonderful. Where he's sitting there, just getting uh, pushed around by Black Lives Matter. He's like, "Ah, oh, this is what's <laughs> happening in Los Angeles, right? Remember that? I do. Right after the riot, the remember that? We yeah, had I, I got panel. that audio. I got that. I, I got it. I got down
10: there and got video of trash in a place. And then the next day, Keller is, yeah, we're gonna have yeah. you in the office.
1: Fight the power. Whatever you want, we'll yeah. give whatever, it. Whatever we you. do, whatever you, whatever you tell us to do. So after the ridiculous attempt to appease the BLM idiots, which led to the appealing, appalling, excuse me, and woefully predictable surge in violent crime. Across the country, Justice Smollett's claims of assault, right? Convicted. I mean, that's not getting amplified and played up at the hands of the racist Trump supporter. This is MAGA country are now officially recognized by law to have been quote unquote, a fraud. Yes. Prosecuted won't serve any time in jail. It's not going to go well because, you know, he kind of swings one way and in prison, they like the way that he would be swinging. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Kamala Harris, or as uh, Rudy Grande says, Kamala. Kamala. America's first affirmative action vice president is a complete national embarrassment. Reparations, racial quotas, haven't really gone anywhere. And then, of course, after as much as $2 billion in property damage, plus the endless promotion from the national media, you think that Black Lives Matter might have more to show for its rampant multi-year rioting. To be sure, BLM didn't find victory. It did find victory in the conviction of Derek Chauvin, you might remember the police officer, the police officer who had the misfortune of being called to confront the unwieldy sickly giant drug addict, fentanyl, marijuana. I think he had uh, heroin. heroin as well. Marijuana. Uh, he did porn. Wasn't playing child support. He had seven funerals. He had as many foreign substances in his body, George Floyd did, as he did funerals. Yes. Yes. It's a good trivia questions.
8: And more funerals than any political leader in history.
1: <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. It may have been the movement's greatest accomplishment to date. Yeah, that's it. Derek Chauvin. The intimidation of a jury petrified that equivalent of former officer chauvin would certainly mean more looting, vandalism, and violence. Maybe that's why they really convicted him. I think that he set that uh, for appeal, did he not? Yes, I think he did. And uh, I suggested that he would get off in another way. But, uh, you know, much like the, oh, I think the graphic was just too ugly, the visual. And I think you could sort of get convicted on the intent, the, the, uh, the appearance of the intent, right? But the, the suggestion, if you will, of what might, I mean, when you have your knee on someone's neck, regardless of how much he has in him or what he's, what he's doing, you know, and remember, Tim Keller said, I can't breathe. I can't breathe, you know, and everyone's picking up that chant, running around the country with that, you know. Part of me says, OK, I can see how he could have got convicted that easily. But is that ultimately what led to his death? Well, not according to the coroners. Nope. What did the coroners say? The coroner said he had a lethal amount of fentanyl in his system.
8: And so the there I you go. And the I can't breathe started in the car. So how do you know when he's saying it on the ground? If that's what he really meant, or if he was just playing this the whole time.
1: Well, there it is. All right. So, uh, wrapped up the hour on crime murder. Mike, thanks for being here. And let's check on weather and traffic before we hit the top of the hour, going into hour three for you and me.
8: Well, let's put things together, starting with weather. Looks like a pretty decent day tomorrow. 55 degrees are expected high. I'll take that in January, no doubt. Right now, it's uh, not too bad. 48 degrees. Yeah, that's going to go down, though, to the low teens Uh, by the time we get to sun up tomorrow. If you're hitting the road right now, I'm sorry if you're going to be on I-40. That is troublesome from about Carlisle crossing the Big Eye, and it'll start getting better right around Rio Grande Boulevard on your way to Coors Boulevard, but some on and off slowing there. Pay attention. All right, as far as uh, Paseo del Norte, that is smoothing out pretty nicely. A little busy still, uh, westbound Paseo del Norte from 2nd Street over to uh, Coors Boulevard. But that the eastbound trip still slow right off I-25 on over to Louisiana. All right. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services. This is where you get to help mom and dad and take care of them. Hmm. And this is really a bunch of good people that will do pretty much all the, the housework for them, really do the stuff that the mom and dad really need. So if you'd like to find out everything that they do, go to uh, homecare.theplaceilike.com, and that will get you right on over to Amazing Grace. All right, with that we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk.
1: All right, I'm going to do a little cultural appropriation. Everyone's going to love this one as we go back in hour 3. Thanks everybody for being here right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVA
7: Gone. Now I dialed not one one a long time ago. But don't you see how late they're reacting? They only come and they come when they wanna. So get the motor truck and then are the corner. They don't care cause they stay paid anyway. They treat you like an ace that can't beat the trade. I know you stumble with no use people. If your life is on the line, then you're dead to date. They latecomers with the latecomers stretching. that's a body bag in disguise, all I'll ya. I call them body statues cause they come to fetch you with an autopsy ambulance just to dissect ya. The other team cause they swing amputation. Lose your arms, your legs, your limbs, compilation. I can prove it to you, watch the rotation. All that's up to a situation So get up and get, get, get down 911 is joking your town Get up and get, get, get down Late 911, where's the late crown? Get up and get, get, get down 911 is joking your town Get up and get, get, get down Late 911, where's the late crown? <laughs>
1: Every day, they don't never come This is The Rock of top
0: today. To USA Radio
12: News with Tim Berg. President Biden will tour the damage left behind by Boulder County's Marshall Fire during a visit to Colorado on Friday. Last week, powerful winds fueled the wildfire in Superior and Louisville, destroying nearly 1,000 structures and leaving hundreds without homes. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. More Americans are getting their coronavirus booster shot, but there are no plans to change the definition of fully vaccinated.
13: Individuals are considered fully vaccinated against COVID-19 if they've received their primary series.
12: That's according to CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Her agency says more than 206 million people are considered fully vaccinated. More than 71 million have gotten a booster shot. You're listening to USA Radio News.
13: Hi, I'm Wayne Allyn for Patriot VPN. Patriot VPN is a virtual private network service that uses military-grade encryption to protect your internet connection on all of your devices. With Patriot VPN, your data and internet privacy is secure anywhere in the world. Why do you need Patriot VPN? Cyber criminals, government, even your own internet service provider collect and use your private information without your knowledge. Examples in the news recently, remember all the companies that have been hacked? Cuba censored the internet to kill protests. Here in America, conservative groups are being actively targeted. Your personal information and internet history is being sold by your ISP. It's all happening every day, but not with Patriot VPN. With Patriot VPN, your internet activity and history is protected from prying eyes forever. Patriot VPN is a veteran-owned business right here in the USA. For business or your family, starting at only $6.95 a month, use code WAR and get three months free with an annual subscription. It's all at PatriotVPN.com. That's PatriotVPN.com. Although the
12: U.S.'s supply chain problems are easing up, the emergence of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 is threatening to undo that progress. Port Envoy to White House Supply Chain Disruptions Task Force John Porcari explains how the new virus strain has affected the supply chain. There have been some uh, uh, increased uh, outages uh, from longshore workers and others. Uh, So far, that has not disrupted operations. Porcari adds the global supply chain was stressed before the pandemic, but COVID has really exposed the problem. Americans bought more than 18.5 million guns in 2021, the second best year on record for gun sales. The sales were about 12% shy of the record-setting year of 2020. Gun sales in 2021 were 40% ahead of gun sales in 2019. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Georgia Republican Governor Brian Kemp is announcing his intention to work with his state legislator to pass a law allowing more people in his state to carry a concealed weapon without a permit. Kemp saying that he believes this is a right already insured for citizens by the Second Amendment.
2: I believe the United States Constitution grants the citizens of our state the right to carry a firearm without state government approval. Police in New
12: Hampshire are crediting a dog with leading police officers to a crash on an interstate.
0: A heroic dog found on a New Hampshire highway led police to its owner, who was ejected from a pickup truck at a nearby crash site on Monday night. New Hampshire State Police Officer Lieutenant Daniel Baldessere on NBC5.
8: Almost alerting them to uh, what was off the roadway, which they discovered a a truck which had been overturned with uh, two gentlemen
2: that were ejected from the vehicle.
0: A German shepherd named Tinsley was spotted by witnesses on Interstate 89 in Lebanon. When a state trooper and a Lebanon police officer approached the dog, the animal darted northbound on the highway and crossed into Vermont. Driver Cam Laundry talks about his dog's efforts.
3: She's my little guardian angel, you know, it's just, it's
7: just, it's a miracle, you know, how she has that kind of intelligence and
0: do what you did. From the West Coast to USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
12: For USA Radio mm-hmm. News, I'm Tim Berg. Life
13: can be full of risks. All
12: One right, as we uh, start this 6 risk
8: o'clock the hour, hour we're going to put things together salvation? starting with the weather. Looks like uh, it's going to be decent again tomorrow. Loving this for j- uh, January. 55 degrees are expected high. We'll take it. All right, as far as the roads right now, not too much fun on I-40. That westbound trip still stumbles there. It's starting to improve. Now you really only slow down is from 3rd Street on over to about Rio Grande Boulevard. And beyond that, uh, it'll be tight, but still moving uh, out to Coors Road. All right, in the South Valley, we've been looking at Rio Bravo. That has now started to improve. The westbound trip is getting better as well. We had a little slowdown right around Isleta, but that seems to be improving really quickly. And as far as Paseo del Norte, still finding a little bit of a slow drag right there. Uh, from about uh, well, about 2nd Street over to the river, and then looks like a good drive into Rio Rancho. This traffic report is brought to you by Taco Tote on Central, across from the Historic Highland Theater. That family meal deal that you see online, excellent. You can eat it there, or you can take it home. Either way, you're going to be the hero of the family tonight. Taco Tote on Central, across from the Historic Highland Theater. See the deal right now by going to Hugetacos.com. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk.
7: Bangkok, Oriental sitting in the city, don't know what the city is. got. the creme de la creme
13: of the chess world in a show with everything but Yul Brynner.
7: Seem a minute since the Darien Spa had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or or this place. One night in Bangkok, and the world's your oyster. The bars
9: are temples, but the pulse ain't free. can feel an angel sliding up to me.
7: One town's very like another when your head's down over your pieces, brother. It's a drag,
11: it's a ball. It's sweet as I should be. If you've been looking at the ball, not looking at the stage. What do you mean? You've seen one crowd, it's a ballook town. Get tired, you're talking to a tourist whose
13: every move's among the purest. I get my kids above the
1: waistline, sunshine. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. The music of Murray Head there. I don't even know if uh, Rudy liked that music back in the day. I used to listen to 93.3 KOB FM. <laughs> John of the Bean. Where it's always Bean. sunny. Where it's always sunny. 93.3. K- now now, what is it now? It's the Q or something right there. Isn't, isn't that what that is? Like It's not much fun. It's not much fun. Uh, I'm not
8: really into that. Really? Yeah, well, what do one. they
1: play over there? 93.3.
8: Whatever today's hot hits are.
1: Oh, did you know that uh, 93.7 became uh, uh, Tejano Mexicano? No, that's yeah, interesting. That's yeah, that's what it became. Yeah. Sorry, I've got you coming a little hot on the mic there. But uh, you've got a big voice. you got a big radio voice. So Rudy Grande, maybe the Grande is there for that big radio voice. Don't forget, you can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Very cool. You didn't have Apple TV, Amazon Roku mm-hmm back in the no. day, right? We can't see Rudy because he doesn't, you know, have his uh, viewer in front of him, but uh, you can you can see me uh, and don't forget, you can also podcast on Citrus, DownCloud, and Spotify and uh, you can app it uh, directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. You'd like the Rock of Talk TV? Like I that? love yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I love that. 24 hours uh, of uh, all that we do here in the Kiva. So it's just the Rock of Talk uh, that is there always. Uh, we've got a lot of people who are subscribing and unsubscribing and doing what they're going to do. At the beginning of the year uh, at Rock of So stay with us, folks. I mean, it's it's good stuff, and it's made it's made Dowd happy, and it's made me happy. And we have all of the latest music, including a complete wrap complete of the show uh, as well. Let's go ahead and uh, rattle off the six o'clock news. Uh, shall we? Uh, we do this courtesy of the Associated Press. Burnley County said has discovered a suspected ransomware attack. Yep, they're they're shutting down BC, yeah, Burnley County. That's right. Why? Well, the ransomware attack directed at its computer systems, prompting the county government to take affected systems offline to close most county building buildings to the public on Wednesday. That happened. According to the county statement, public safety agencies such as the sheriff's office and the fire and rescue department affected. But they were operating normally as possible using unspecified, quote-unquote, backup contingencies. But the county jail canceled inmate visits on Wednesday. I didn't know they got visited. Uh, county spokesman Tom Thorpe said they suspected uh, ransomware attack that county officials couldn't access the affected systems. Now, Thorpe said he's unaware of any demand being received in connection with the suspected attack. So how does it become a ransomware attack if there is no demand? Uh, window Rock. Arizona. I don't know why these come up every single day, but they do. So we'll go with them. Jonathan Naz, the president of the Navajo Nation, has approved five hundred fifty-seven million dollars to virus relief funds for individual tribal members. Wow. Wait, how many people are in Navajo Nation? Let's see, let's 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 do this. Total population. No one's going. Someone's not going to like this. Of Navajo Nation. Okay. Uh, two hundred ninety-eight thousand. Let's carry the one, shall we, Rudy? So this looks like a, a nice little payout uh, here. Okay, 597-0000-000 zero, 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 divided by every single Navajo Nation member divided by two hundred ninety-eight thousand. Oh, everybody's going to get two thousand dollars, two thousand and three dollars. Is it is that that a nice uh, pick me up? I'll take it. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I can't. No, you're not a card carrying member. That's it, right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Do you, do you have to spit into a cup or pee into a jar? or What did it take? A vial of blood? What, how do you get, what's the proof? You know, no, no, I don't. Okay. Anyway, you're not eligible for this, uh, this unbelievable payout, uh, here. $2,000 checks to Navajo adults and $600 to children under 18. There you go. Travel, what, what, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. That's a lot of Shasta, a lot of uh, cherry knee-high you could buy with that. What do you think? I'm, I'm losing, Rudy. Tribal Amicus went no, last Some of the $2.1 the tribe had received and federal coronavirus relief funding for hardship assistance. Now the money is created to benefit about 350,000 tribal members. Totally. They'll be sent automatically. Wow. Without no internet access over there, but somehow they'll be sent automatically to those who applied for relief funds in their previous round of hardship assistance. And as as stated at the top of the hour for a top of the show yesterday, Tuesday, Zach DiGregorio, now getting written up up by the AP, the former chief financial officer of the Spaceport Authority, has filed a whistleblower lawsuit. Uh, He was forced to resign and he had increased the number of concerns about financial malfeasance. He also claims that top officials committed securities fraud and refinancing the Spaceport gross receipts tax bonds under false pretenses, thereby I don't know, creating some sort of salacious uh, funneling of money out of Spaceport. He also slays the lawsuit uh, last week that secret meetings were held between the state officials and Spaceport America, actually notably Michelle Luhan Grisham herself and Virgin Galactic the Lawsuits list officials, including Michelle Lujan Grisham, Development Secretary Alicia Keys and members of the Spaceport Authority, in addition to Brian Colon and Hector Baldera. So there you go. That's all the uh, latest news that is uh, going out. 550 Fifty-five hundred. Still so have a lot to uh, get to uh, as well. New York Times putting out some stuff. How many? This is this is how you know you're getting baited, right? How many Americans support political violence? Uh, nobody. Who who would support political violence? Antifa would, right? Alexander Cusshud, AOC. You think so? Why do you Why do you say that? Because
8: it takes power away from people and puts it in government's
1: hands. Okay. Uh, The latest from Breitbart includes, Macron says on vax on citizens, I really want to piss them off. Yep, he actually said that. And in addition to that, he is looking to revoking French citizenship if you do not get the vax. Biden blaming states for testing shortages in schools. Yep, it's all our fault, Biden. Medical ethics professor on CNN, penalize unvaccinated Americans, deny them affordable health care insurance. But. How, how many years before we get sent off to camps, uh, Rudy? Don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I'm getting pretty emaciated. I've already lost 25 pounds. I don't know if you, did you, have you, you noticed? totally look it? It's, it's stupid. Like, I don't know. Whatever uh,
8: you're doing, I need to do.
1: Uh, whatever I've done, it's just, yeah, just gone. I don't know where, where is it, where to go? <laughs> I have more energy than I've ever had in my entire life. Seriously. I think you could feel it's palpable coming through the microphone mayo clinic terminates 700 unvaccinated employees across the us there you go ladies and gentlemen you want help at the mayo clinic you better get your vaccination i'm not going and france will let coronavirus infected healthcare workers return to work huh i don't understand just as long as they got the uh the vaccination so there you go that's the latest uh, coming in from bright Save America, Donald Trump pushing some uh, information out They cover up as the House Republicans demand Nancy Pelosi answer for her failures to secure the Capitol on January the 6th. Was she aware of what was going to happen? No doubt she was. There were players on both sides, to be sure. Uh, and then, you, of course, you can see the writings and the text messages that go on between people like Laura Ingram, Brian Kilmeade, and uh, various members of the Trump family, uh, which all suggest, hey, nobody was inducing that level of violence. How many people believe in political violence? Well, that's exactly why the New York Times is pushing that stuff out there. It's more propaganda and crap uh, for the popcorn media and the small-minded small minded and feeble citizens as they This coming from a good guy over at Sandy Labs. Uh, <clears throat> we won't say his name, of course, because we don't want to out anybody. He asked the question, Eddie, now that it's all been resolved and there's a pause on the vaccination, and the ones that didn't want to get the poison and were forced and scared into getting it, can we sue... That's an interesting question. I don't think that they can because it's a mandate under the EUA. And uh, you could, someone could make the claim fairly enough. Someone could actually make the claim that you were not forced because there were people who chose not to get the vaccine and were willing to risk their jobs to do so. So you could say you still had a choice, right? You just weren't willing to face the consequences. So I would say you can't really sue and you won't be successful. Because ultimately, there were people who chose not to get the vaccine. They were going to have termination. So, That's Fair a tough enough. call.
8: Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, unfortunate it's, it's truth. It's true.
1: Sorry uh, sorry there, bud. Uh, let's see. Carrie Lake stating Arizona will do what Washington won't. Finish the wall and defend our state. Do you actually think they'll get that done in the state of Arizona with Rahul Grijalva? The second congressional district there in Arizona met him.
8: <sighs> Good guy?
1: Uh, no a flaming liberal, one of the most liberal Democrats. is good buddies with uh, Ben Ray Lujan. There he is. So uh, that's uh, the goings on uh, there. 550, 5,500. And uh, finally, I think the very best, probably independent uh, blogger, writer, someone who's out there featured on places like Sean Hannity, uh, etc. is Sarah Carter. Now, as a forecast of things to come, ladies and gentlemen, the Albuquerque Public Schools Teacher Union might very likely decide to do exactly what you're about to hear about now. And that is this strike and canceling in-person classes. That crazy Beetlejuice looking mayor of a woman out in Chicago, boy, she a crazy, crazy looking woman. I mean, you got, you got eyes going two different ways and a, a, a deranged look and she is gone on complete and total lockdown, uh, With the teachers, and the Chicago students will not be able to go to school beginning today. They were out of school. Teachers Union CTU voted yesterday to strike against the in person learning. 22,000 members, 73% of the voted in favor to do remote work action. Powerful union has no match for Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who begged the teachers to delay the vote, instead came to the bargaining table. Lightfoot wanted the city to be able to present its updated plan for safety returning to school. Maybe doing more of those uh, cohorting. Did you guys hear about the cohorts, right? Oh, yeah. Cohorts vaccinated here, unvaccinated there, vaccinated and infected there, like, you know, how many times? And then they have to gather outside and then they're marched in and like all sorts of insanity. Lightfoot said, we should not allow the CTU to shut down the entire school system. And for what? We don't know how long the CTU will stretch its work stoppage. I misspoke. She's not with the teachers union. Generally supported by the teachers' union, but this might be one of those cases where, you know, the costs outweigh the benefits uh, for her politically. Not an election year in the uh, sweet home Chicago. CTU demands returning to work with the COVID-19 Omicron variant is irresponsible. Who's it killed? You know, the impacts aren't that high. Lightfoot, the mayor, said if teachers walk out on Wednesday, it will constitute an illegal collective action. She threatened those who do so will be put on no pay house. Now, could Tim Keller do anything? With regard to the teachers unions at the Albuquerque Public School Board, no, that's run by the APS School Board. So if this happens, you likely won't hear a peep from uh, Mayor Tim Keller. We hear anything from the City Council? No, nope. yep. they have no providence over the Albuquerque Public School Board. We have seven public school board members, two of which are Republican, right? One newly voted in, Miss Jackson. Yeah. And, Of course, you had uh, Miss Aragon or Aragon yeah. or Aragon. So it would be 5-2 on that. So if the school board decided to go ahead and shut it down, Rudy, uh, ostensibly they could. That would be tragic.
8: They should not have that kind of power. These are servants of the kids, servants of the people. they don't see themselves
1: that way. I know. These are people who don't, I mean, we're serving at, uh, you know, really we're at their pleasure. Our children are serving at their pleasure. You know, these overworked teachers they are so overworked. I mean, we're going into year three in a couple of months. Year three in a couple of And finally, Democrats launching a hostile takeover. So Trump's FDIC chair blindsides Biden. 550, 5500. That's 550, 5500. Got a few callers. Uh, open phone lines. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Oh, look, Dave. Happy New Year. There you are. I was wondering. Yeah, happy New Year. We happy New Year. You new. Yeah, Go you ahead. could, uh, by the way, uh, someone, uh, Manuel. Manuel, what's up? Yeah, you can uh, watch us on the Amazon Fire Stick. I- exactly. So there it is. Stick it in there for ten bucks, and you're uh, plugged in, ready to go. What's going on, Dave? Happy New Year. How was the New Year, Christmas, all that? I was worried about you, my friend.
6: No, well, it was nice and quiet. I understand that there was a little bit of on in the background, but that's of no matter to me because, you know, we're we? anyhow. You were talking about at the beginning and even the other day, and then- Today is Wednesday. Okay. Something pertinent to the conversation that you've been going with this week. An old college textbook I came across. Okay. Backgrounds of conflict, ideas and forms in world politics, by Kurt London, put out by Macmillan Company, 1947, and it's rather interesting how it covers totalitarianism
1: national socialism uh, Shinto imperialism with hey uh, murder I mean uh, a dictionary Dave you got to move your your mouth away from the phone a little bit we're having a hard time hearing you and it's not on our end we've actually fixed the phone so go ahead yeah no, it's okay there you go. Yeah.
6: I came across on page ten another version of totalitarianism, if you want to call it a dictionary definition. Like. Totalitarianism is a system of government under which every branch of life is organized, integrated with the rest, according to a complete ideological program. It implies. The synthesis of all political, economic, social, intellectual, and religious functions of society into a harmonious, otherwise monotonous whole, in conformity with this single principle, that allows no deviation from this dictated form. Consequently, it is the antithesis of the individual individualism and this book because the people actually lived the thing i'm, I'm sure if uh, they were to anything that would be called the previous
1: generation those people were born in the 19th century. yeah um are you having a hard time hearing him rudy a little bit yeah yeah i'm uh, i'm really losing you uh on most of this so if you can't make it any clearer dictionary dave I don't know, you're, you're getting back right to the phone. I don't know if you're bunching it up against your cheek or what, but keep going.
6: No, you're at, you're at arm's length right now. There you go. It covers a lot of the uh, intricate details of what these people actually lived through during that period from the essentially century up into the end of World War Two. Also states about the, uh, the flaws of the Armistice World War I. And it's very interesting how they go to the extent of actually noting how uh, people, the Bolshevik Revolution, the Hitchenism, the Italian fascists under Mussolini, and the National Socialists under Hitler, as well as a couple others. And it is, it's a very interesting read. And like I said, I haven't gotten through the introduction and it has been a thick, read. I'm sure. Uh, All right. Well, when you get through the
1: introduction and you have more of a kind of a download on it, we'd love to probably hear more about it. The name of the book again is one more time.
6: Backgrounds of Conflict.
1: All right. Backgrounds of Conflict. There it is. Uh, text me in and I'll get that over to Dan. We'll put it in the notes. 550-5500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead.
6: Guys, it's on the phone with Carrie Lake. She said about the border that uh, she would pursue looking at the federal or law on abandonment of federal property, meaning the materials to build the the, uh, wall that are sitting down there in the desert of Arizona. She also said that it would be interest to New Mexicans that she would be seeking out uh, like-minded governors of other border states to uh, assist in that project. Do you have any like-minded governors here in New Mexico? <laughs>
1: no, we don't. We, we are no? totally without them. Nope. You, you know that. That's a rhetorical question, as you know.
6: Yeah. Well, I just thought maybe, you know, in light of in light of the little scandal or big scandal that's going on, maybe, maybe
1: you would have a like-minded governor uh, sometime in the near future. Well, maybe. I don't think that's going to get much traction well, unless well, it gets... You
6: started that Impeach, uh, Impeach MLG thing. Maybe you should push that.
1: Uh, well, you just did. There it is. It's still there. We still get uh, petitions every single day. Good, good, good. Anything else there? Nope. That's All the right. only thing rattling around in my little
6: squirrel-infested brain. <laughs> okay,
1: sounds good. Thanks, uh, Dave. We had Dave and Dave. Uh, Descriptive callers. They felt uh, they got, it, got to get in and you know, want to share what's on their mind there, pretty, uh, so I think that's fine. They already haven't done uh, radio in some time. What's uh, What's been piquing your interest before I get to even more stories? Oh, by the way, you're welcome to go ahead and text or call on 550 50 500. I'll rattle through a number of other, uh, you know, clippings, if you will, uh, coming from the news media. But uh, what have you been up to lately? How's your new year started off? Uh, no falls in the shower, no anything that's happened to you? Well, the it's been unfortunate a 2022 has been a tough start for a lot of people's twenty. 20- Not me, okay? I don't know what's going on. Like, my year could not have started any better in many ways.
8: That's I awesome.
1: Mean, and, and not bragging, but like the last 45 days of the year were, you know, kind of revamping and, you know, kind of recanting, kind of going over everything, you know, had to kind of re- really kind of reorganize a lot of things for myself and, you know, both good and bad, I should say. And then, then of course, we had the board and. Then we had the, the 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 transmitter, so that those both went down. Which are way too you, odd. But I, I mean, I weathered it through. We were down for four days, but 2022 is uh, you know looking pretty good.
8: Well, that's awesome. You know, I, I gotta say, I, I hate the end of the year. The last four of them have been just devastating for me every year but you come back and you rise out of it you know four years ago i broke my leg
1: oh geez wow
8: and then uh in 19 uh at that before we knew that it was covid okay. i caught the covid
1: okay and then Officially, last right yeah the antibody right, right where they stick the thing up you know <laughs> say, oh
8: yeah you can't go anywhere because you're sick well i knew i was Rudy sick had anyway.
1: covid you were cool before before it was cool all right, right.
8: and then again last year got it again and this year, I'm walking, I'm going like you to Dillard's, but I wasn't going to Dillard's. I was it going died. to JCPenney's. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I'm like five deep in the parking lot, yep. and I'm walking over to um, JCPenney's, and I started to cough, which I do often. Okay. But all of a sudden, I started to black out, and I did.
1: Oh, geez. And I wow. fell,
8: cracked my skull. What? Yeah. So I was in the emergency room last Thursday, last Thursday what? night. Yeah, it was, Rudy. I know. It's just so you, you sit hit there, your just, head.
1: Doubt in his head. Uh, murder Mike. You know, had a tough go of it the last few days of the year.
8: But you know what? I've come back out of it. You know, I say we had a nice a good, little
1: Chinese party at the end of the year. Huh. I don't know. I and mean, we had
8: Chinese coming to come for that. Oh yeah, well. So anyways, yeah. that's kind of where I've been. But I've been thinking about, the thing I've been thinking about most really is organization. Mm-hmm. Because I think what we have to do with 2022, the country, the county, mm-hmm. and the city are really over COVID. We're tired of it. We're done with it. We know yeah, how to manage ourselves. you're
1: tired of it doesn't mean we're truly over. I mean, well, no, I'm saying I am understand responsible. what you mean, I think for us on our side, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt. I think we're, we're definitely done. I but, mean, we're not we're not scared of the boogeyman anymore.
8: Right. That's exactly it. People have made a resolution. They know how they need to be responsible to avoid that. And if they catch it, they know what to do so that they don't have to go to a hospital for it. The fact of the matter is, if we can organize and truly get small groups of people together to move forward with some different things, I think we can actually change this city. Yeah. change this county yeah. and hopefully at some point change the
1: state well didn't happen in 19 didn't happen in 20 didn't happen last year you know i, I did what i could i mean i'm if i'm going to change it i'm going to change it right from this seat right where i'm at and you know do what i'm do what i'm doing i'll do it in my little little pond here
8: and i think that's the best part of the story because here you have not only a loyalty you are so smart you know how to break oh, things down that, no truly all right and you can break Appreciate things that. down and help us see points that we didn't see because we kind of get lost I, at least i do sometimes i just get lost in the emotion of what i'm watching on tv yeah. or here on the radio and it's like rudy hello you're a grown-up you can s- s- decipher these things but you do it yeah and you do it well and you got a great following and so i look at things like that and i say you know what I think there really is a definite possibility of 2022 being a really great, powerful change for the city of Albuquerque. Well,
1: okay, so I don't have that forecast, unfortunately. I think the I wish I could be as optimistic as you are. I think 2022 will be considerably worse overall, probably for the country. And I think, you know, an impending economic. um, I don't think there's a tremendous amount of upside. There's no more money that, that we can print. There's no more uh, tales that can be told. You know, I am not optimistic because I think the collective uh, human spirit in this country has decided to err on the side of, uh, you know, being uh, pussy willows. You know, I mean, that's kind of where we are with everything. It's just at this point, we would rather succumb to what it is, be afraid of this, listen to the propaganda because we enjoy the misery. And I, I've noticed this with people for a very long time. There's an indulgence of people in their misery. Everyone has their COVID story. Everyone has their BS story about something happened to them. Everyone has their breakup story. Everyone has their, you know, oh, this happened to me like they're coming out better. 2022 is my year story. Like, no, it's not going to be your year. Okay? You're not going to come out of this better than you did back in 21. Okay. Uh, the Omicron and, and and the rest of that stuff really isn't going to reveal just how baseless it is, uh, probably until at least mid March, uh, end of March, because they're going to continue to amplify and play this up. And then we're going to go into the midterms and they're going to start crashing the economy right after March, April. I'm yep. telling you, that's what's happening. Okay. So you're going to have this induction because they're not going to be able to do anything and people don't want to go back to work and they're sitting on fat piles of cash. And I say, well, this is what happens when you have too much capitalism. We need more people who need to get more supported by the government or, you know, We're going to start getting more into that universal uh, basic income. There's going to be even more restrictions because there's going to be another bounce. That's going to be a summer variant of this entire thing. And then it's really going to turn the screws on the unvaccinated. And meanwhile, we as Republicans and uh, conservatives are going to do everything we can to kind of get momentum. And our story will have a lot more gravitas. But then again, you know, we don't control the polls (laughs) and how we're going to end up voting. So, you know, I don't see the upside yet. And I don't see the upside uh, necessarily in the elections. We have all the logic. We have, I think, this, the, uh, the the potential. But I don't know if it'll actually be realized. I think there's too many people that are within the party that continue to sort of err on the side of the Democrats and what they're pitching. So um, I'm less optimistic than you are. I am not trying to detract from what you're doing. But I think we have to be uh, realistic and rational because in 21, we expected to bounce back. And at the end of 20, we expected to bounce back. We didn't. And we haven't. And in my perspective, I don't think that we will. We continue to pedal out good information for people so that they can digest and perhaps fight back. But I think too many people have been locked down, got lazy. We have a, a huge obesity crisis right now uh, in this country. I mean, I don't know. The, the only thing that grew bigger than the economy last year were our asses based upon the number of people who stayed you know, at home. I've showed up to work every single possible day. Uh, there's a, a mass, uh, you know, consumption problem. I mean, people are, are dying from consumption at, at record numbers. Uh, people are dying uh, from sort of unexpected ways uh, from, you know, myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, you know, certain Parkinson's disease. And then we're, we're turning around and, and finding a culprit to blame. And it's those people who decided to not get on, on board with the, you know, quote unquote, vaccinated uh, people. I mean, honestly, I mean, at this point, I think it's all just one gigantic mess that's going to take a lot of unraveling. Uh, Where was Trump during this time? I expected him to show up in 2021. We almost saw nothing of him. I mean, the only thing I think that he did was, you know, jump on his diet and work out and jump on the treadmill, but little, little in terms of fighting back. And I think what he should have done almost immediately is continue to fight the way that he was all the way until the very end. Um, And not really call the emotions of everything, but like lead logic and having, you know, Mike uh, Lindell did a tremendous job in fighting back. Trump should have been there, you know, at that conference uh, back in August when they had that. You know, the, the young man who lost David Clements, who lost his job uh, after going on board with, with, uh, with Mike Lindell. I mean, these are the people who are real fighters, the patriots. These are the people who stayed true, you know, to what it was at the very beginning. They didn't lose sight. Guys like Steve Bannon, um, you know, uh, Raheem Kassan. You know, these are my heroes. These are the people doing it. And, and I didn't even like Mike Lindell. But the fact that he's willing to risk his own personal fortune, I mean, to a, to a large degree, you know, I did everything I could, ran for CD1 on uh, that special election. I should have won. There's no doubt. I mean, I would have uh, uh, outperformed uh, Melanie Stansbury. I think. Uh, we're going to probably have, hopefully, Louis Sanchez jump into the race tomorrow. So we'll actually have a credible candidate. Michelle Garcia-Holmes has zero chance. Uh, from uh, running for state party chair at the end of 2020, you know, to try and change. They tried to keep me out and then they stuck somebody else in there to run against me other people. And I lost by one vote. You remember that, of yep. course. And then, of course, the mayoral race. I mean, I was going to vote for Republican. How could I vote for a Democrat, especially in the midst of the pandemic and the dumbed down Democrats when Joe Biden came in? You think I was some sort of protest candidate called by the B.C. GOP chairman? I mean, that guy is practically senile at this point, if he's referring to me, is that we worked hard, we went and we pushed for our issues. And uh, I think that if I had a little bit more time 13 days to get on the ballot, and the rest of the time to go ahead and campaign, we raised over $150,000. We spent it well, we won the debates and I think things look good. I mean, that's what I did. You know, did it? Did I feel like I moved the needle? You know, yeah, I, I do think. How much? I don't know. And will I do it again? Not anytime soon. You know, now I'm going to be dedicated more, you know, as I'm putting my family back together, my, you know, my my family, my kids, I'm seeing them more. And really that's become like all the more important because, it's less about me and more about uh, all of we, which is you know, my children and my family, you know, looking forward in, into this next year. And I, I would really try to challenge everybody, uh, given what we've seen in politics and that it's not really changing much, to start with the nucleus of where it is, trying to live right. I mean, realizing, hey, in 30 years, I'll be dead, right? Whatever, 40 years, 50, whatever it is, okay, I'll be dead. If not before, based upon what I'm going to be forced to do or not be forced to do or how it's gonna, there's only so much control even a man like me has. So I think we have to be more rational, realistic and a little bit, uh, a little bit more sobering in terms of how we're, we're looking at things. And I got to tell you, a lot of people have been taking time for granted, even during COVID, even during COVID, they've taken a tremendous amount of their own time for granted and say, well, that's okay. We'll get through it next year. Next year's here. It was here last year and it was there the year before. And you did nothing. You didn't get off your ass. You didn't push back. You didn't do a single thing. Dowd I think you know one of the greatest testaments I think to just what we do here in the Kiva and uh, how much we push back and you know try to make a difference on the community Dowd himself had his best year ever and he was he was able to quantify that and put that and you know Dowd isn't the the most optimistic person uh, in fact he's quite cynical in a number of ways but you know that's a man who had a tremendous year last year I believe you had a tremendous year
8: I had a very good um, year. Yeah. I mean
1: in terms of, of what and what we were doing here in the Kiva so you know, the momentum is here. I wish that other people would see that, you know, as far as name calling, people calling me, um, womanizer, bipolar, uh, <coughs> what else, what is, what, what are the other names that the people have for me? Uh, crazy unst- I have been in the same fricking position right here about to renew my lease next year, probably for another seven years. And I've already been here seven years Yeah, standing right where I'm standing. You want to talk about instability. You want to talk about, look at the people who picked up, moved away, said, I can't take it. I'm going to go get a new job, new life, new house, new wife, new husband, whatever you're going to go. That's instability, okay? As far as, you know, being steadfast and forthright and honest, I doubt there's another public figure in this marketplace. I I would challenge you who would be willing to take me on in terms of my efficacy and what we've accomplished over the last seven years. And I think we're just beginning. I'm just getting my, I don't even want to say a second win. I still, I think I'm just finishing my first one. But I'm telling you, when I see my kids and I see what they're accomplishing and see how much, you know, they're developing, you know, that inspires me. My son is now taking on sort of adult problems, trying to help me with the things that I'm doing. I'm talking to him like an adult. And I got to tell you, I absolutely love that. I've become closer with my parents. I've become closer with my children again. And uh, I got to tell you, that's a very fulfilling place to be, not just living for myself uh, through the pleasures and the push throughs that I think that are going to get me through it. And, you know, dare I say it, I've been spending a hell of a lot more time with the Bible and uh, going through my reading and uh, the good people that have been uh, helping me, you know, through this uh, very difficult time, you know, going through, you know, emotional breakup uh, over the last couple of years, somebody who I loved and cared for very deeply. And uh, that's a hard place to be as well. So you look at all these things and reassess them and like, has any of this stuff shaken? me? Has this any of this stuff kind of put me in a position where I feel like I'm not going to be able to move forward. No, in fact, it's actually done to quite the opposite. I've been through this stuff, and I think my best years are in front of me. I've certainly enjoyed the last seven years here on the air. I've enjoyed the last 10 years here with the radio station. We just renewed our, our license. And I got to say, I'm looking forward to the next 10, 15, 20 years, however long it's going to be. I just wish the rest of the market would see that as well. There's a lot of people who are sort of uh, jumping over each other like crabs in a bucket within the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico. And I think they're the ones who are at fault for why we can't get to the next level because they can't figure out how to work together. And it's not me holding them back. It's them holding me back. It's them holding good candidates and good people who are trying to do good things because they fail to allow the next generation to get involved. And the Janice Arnold-Jones and Michelle Garcia-Holmes and the, I don't know, take your pick of the people who are there, who are just... You know, they're retreads. And that's all we get is retreads within the Republican Party. And I got to tell you, I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. I want all new candidates, all new people. And if you've had this uh, sort of anti-cop bent to you, you're not a conservative. If you've never been, if at some point in your life, you haven't been supportive of law enforcement, like in my opinion, you need to be cast by the wayside. We're a law and order party. Uh, We're a law and order philosophy. That's what Donald Trump brought in when he was there. That's what he accomplished right until he let... Berks and Fauci do what they do. But I got to tell you, Rudy, I think we will do better only if we realize who we are and what we're doing and what we have done and learn from our mistakes. And until we do that, I cannot share your optimism.
8: Well, the good news is, and this is just the way my brain thinks, you just articulated a lot of what I really believe, because I don't look at this is going to be a better year, a great year, any of that. I, I really believe understand what you're saying about this is gonna be a very tough year. I knew that right away because it's an election year and they won with uh, um, the virus uh, last year. They overtook the country with fear and that's why they won last year. And so they're going to use that same playbook again this year. So yeah, I think it's gonna be bad. The thing that I'm excited about is I want to help as many people And everybody that God crosses my path with every single day, I want to make sure that they recognize I'm not going to let the needle fall backwards at all. It may not move forward, but it's not going to fall backwards because at some point there's going to be enough of us that we're pushing the needle and we will make that change. Is it this year? I agree with you. No. But we got to make sure that we don't fall backwards.
1: I agree. All right, Rudy. Well, take us out little. Uh, I had the top five articles. Uh, let me see if I can get to those very quickly as brought to you at www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, let's see. The father uh, in the river of lights, the KOAT article on that. Pronoi uh was one of the uh, most uh, clicked. Source and M put something together. Uh, I caught COVID-19 isolation and contact tracing kept others safe, literally relying on the technology. Uh, more crap from Source and M of the worst places uh still standing steven baca uh, michelle Mulkin. i referred to that article yesterday uh we'll see if the rittenhouse uh, verdict actually helps him at all las vegas optic putting something together on the city demolishing the abandoned gas station lots of abandonments uh taking place throughout the rest of the state of new mexico and finally the federalist publishing something called the new york magazine writer mocks conservatives helping stranded drivers on the snow-covered i-95 are they still there stranded on There's the a i-95? small bunch of them
8: yeah still wow
1: Unbelievable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you bright and early tomorrow right here in the Kiva on AM1600KIVABQ.fm, rockoftalk.com. I got something for you, actually, and I'm going to pull it out right now. Something I wanted to do For all of us here, let me see this. so, so one of the things I'm doing right now is going through the, uh, the Bible chronologically in a right. year yep. and, uh, there's lots of good, uh, writings and I use something called the, uh, I don't know if you guys can see this at all. Uh, you're going to need this. Uh, it's called the founder's Bible. Uh, thanks, uh, with credit to Karen Badoni, my, uh, good friend. I don't get to talk to her much and, uh, I wish her well. She is unvaxxed, and, uh, she is a, she is a brave woman. And, uh, one of the things she is running for governor, I was hoping that she was running for CD three, but now we got Alexis Martinez Johnson. I really think that she got, um, you know, kind of, uh, screwed over last time around. Uh, I really do. Cause remember all the restrictions on the Navajo nation, right? You know, she stayed with me a few times and, you know, I do like her a lot. Um, and one of the things that this particular Bible has is, uh, a lot of different passages and, and write-ups. And I actually have it also on my, um, my handheld. So instead of like doing social media and all that, I am on Instagram. You're welcome to follow me at uh, rockoftalk.com. But, uh, you know, going through, you know, the writings that it puts out and uh, Rudy, I think you'll like this stuff a lot. I really, really do enjoy it. And there's some really interesting uh, things that are written up that I think talk about the mix between belief and faith. And then of course, the foundations of this country. And I want to go here on uh, creationism, of course, you know, to kick off the new year, you know, I think it's important that we understand that everything, you know, started from a beginning, not this primordial soup that so many people seem to think that we (laughs) somehow evolved from. Right. And uh, this one here on creationism, and it says, the scriptures affirm that everything that exists was created by God. In fact, the very first verse of the Bible begins with a resounding affirmation of creationism. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Creationist view is not an inconsequential topic in the Bible. It is uh, repeated in numerous verses, always affirming that man and the world he inhabits came into existence by the direct action of God and not through any other process or means such as evolution. You can see that in Psalm 92, Isaiah 42, 5, John 1, 1 through 3, Ephesians 3, 9. Many say believe the theory of evolution is the product of Charles Darwin and his 1859 work, The Origin of the Species, but historical records are exceedingly clear that the major arguments in today's evolution creation debate were largely in place well before the birth of Christ. For example, an exact Anaximander, 610 through 546 BC, introduced the theory of spontaneous generation. Diogenes, 412 to 323, introduced the concept of primordial slime. Empedocles, 495 to 455, introduced the theory of the survival of the fittest and of natural selection. Democritus, 460 to 370, advocated for the mutability and adaptation of the species and The writings of Lucretius, 99 to 55 B.C., announced that all life sprang from Mother Earth rather than from any specific deity. Similarly, predating Darwin, Bruno, 1548 to 1600, published works arguing against creation and for evolution. Leibniz, read a lot of him, a lot of philosophical uh, classes, taught the theory of intermedial species. Buffon taught that man was quadruple descended from the apes, about which Helovittus, also wrote in 1758, Swedenborg advocated and wrote on the Nebular Hypotheses, the early Big Bang theory, if you will, in 1734, as did Immanuel Kant in 1755. Now, our founding fathers were well acquainted with these writings and the theories of evolution. And uh, long before Darwin synthesized them in his famous book, founders spoke openly about the creation issue and consistently took the side of the Bible. This was true even for Thomas Paine certainly the most openly, aggressively, anti-religious individual among the founders. In a 1798 address to the leaders of France, Payne pointedly denounced their educational system for teaching students that man was the result of prehistoric cosmic accidents and had developed from some other species. It has been the era of schools to teach astronomy and all the other sciences and subject of natural philosophy as accomplishments only, whereas they should be taught theologically or with reference to the being who is the author of them, for all principles of science are of divine origin. Man cannot make or invent and contrive principles, he can only discover them. I love that. And he ought to look through the discovery to the author. When we examine an extraordinary piece of machinery, an astonishing pile of architecture, a well executed statue, led to think of the extensive genius and the talent. Of the artist, when we study the elements of geometry, we think of Euclid. When we speak of gravitation, we think of Newton. How then is it that when we study the works of God in creation, we stop short and do not think of God? The evil that has resulted from the error of the schools and teaching natural philosophy as an accomplishment only has been that of generating in the pupils of a species of atheism. Instead of looking through the works of creation to the creator himself, they stop short and employ the knowledge they acquire to create doubts of his existence, but infidelity by ascribing every phenomenon to properties of matter, conceives a system for which it cannot account, and yet it pretends to demonstration. The other founders also felt this very same way. They're also creationists. If mankind... you am going to hit that for a second. If mankind, with their inherently intellectual powers and natural capacities for improvement, had inhabited the earth for millions of years, the present inhabitants would not only be vastly more intelligent than we now find them, but there would be vestiges of the former races to be found in every inhabitable part of the globe, floods and earthquakes notwithstanding unless we adopt the lord of the globe. Mon Bodo, 1714 to 1799, a Scottish anthropologist who advocated evolution, the position that mankind were originally monkeys. It is impossible to admit that this idea that they could have existed millions of years without making more discoveries and improvements than the early histories of nations warn us to believe that they had done. The belief in an uncreated, self-existent, intelligent first cause takes possession of our minds, whether we will or won't. Because if man could not create himself, nothing else could. <laughs> right? You just have to say that's very clever. And we we could have only have created ourselves. And matter, if it were not external, could not produce nothing but matter. Right? <laughs> the mountains created themselves. The dirt created themselves. The oceans, the water, everything created itself. They could never produce thought, nor free will, nor consciousness, the most critical of those words, consciousness and connectedness, the things that make you feel alive. There must have been, therefore, a time when this globe and its inhabitants did not exist. There was. The question then arises, what gave it existence? We answer God, the great first cause of all things, Daniel Webster. And finally, Thomas Jefferson, the movement's of the heavenly bodies so exactly held in their course by the balance of centrifugal and central petal forces, the structure of our earth itself with the distribution of lands, waters, and atmosphere, animal and vegetable bodies, examined in their minutest particles, insects were atoms of life. It is perfectly organized as man or mammoth, the mineral substances, their generation and uses. It is impossible, I say, for the human mind not to believe that there is in all things design, cause, and effect up to the ultimate cause, a fabricator of all things from matter and motion, their preserver and regulator while permitted to exist in the present forms and their regenerator into new and other forms. And lastly, Benjamin Franklin. It might be judged as an affront to your misunderstandings should I go about to prove this first principle. <laughs> That's how you know when someone's smarts. When someone is literally questioning the very question, which is the original question, it might be judged an affront to your understandings, manners, should I go about to prove this first principle, okay? They're letting you know where he's going to go. Because he expects that you just emerged out of nowhere and you've just zapped into consciousness. The existence of a deity and that he is the creator of the universe. But that would suppose you ignorant of what all mankind in all ages have agreed in, Hey, weren't these guys supposed to be deists? I thought these guys were, you know, Masonic deists believe in something else. I shall therefore proceed to observe that he must be in a being of an infant wisdom as appears to his admiral order and the disposition of things, whether we consider the heavenly bodies, the stars, the planets, and their wonderful regular motions, or this earth, compounded of such an excellent mixture of all the elements, or the admiral structure of the animate bodies of such infinite variety, and yet everyone adapted to its nature and the way of life, is to be placed in perfectly, whether on earth, in the air, or in the water, and so exactly that the highest and the most exquisite human reason cannot find a single fault in its design. Ecclesiastes 1.9 tells us that there's nothing new under the sun and that, there are certainly, and that is certainly true with the certain creation evolution debate. Like most of the founders who lined up behind the wisdom of the Bible, perhaps John Quincy Adams said it best when he summarized things. It is so obvious to every reasonable being that he did not make himself, and the world which he inhabits could as little make itself. That the moment we begin to exercise the power of reflection, it seems impossible to escape the conviction that there is a creator. Pretty amazing, huh, Rudy? That is really good.
8: You can't argue with God. We think we made ourselves. And that was amazing.
1: It is good. Uh, my favorite songs, I think, is a good way to go ahead and uh go out uh to this particular show here today on this fifth day of January and the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-two. And tomorrow being January the sixth, we certainly look forward to singing happy birthday to New Mexico. Uh, bright and early tomorrow at 4 p.m. right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA, FM, and Rock of Talk.com. Slow down. The end
9: is not
7: as far as the stars. Please stay. Somewhere in your heart I'll give you
9: everything you want Except
7: the thing that you want You are the first one of your And you feel
9: like no one
7: before this deal right under my door I need cause now I want you so far I want the light of what you got And I wonder if you'll we'll get your where, where
9: you go, you're shouting To be shy about
7: it Some things you shouldn't get too good at
9: Like
7: smiling, crying, and celebrity Some people got way too much confidence, baby Baby
9: I'll give you everything you want Except the thing that you want
7: I want you somewhere Who will provide what you got And I want nothing that you're not Everywhere we are you you will not have to be shouting I'm lying. You I want I want you